0: What what, 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 what what is a turnaround?
1: Turnarounds, turnarounds, turnarounds. Turnarounds, 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 turnaround.
0: Turnarounds, turnarounds.
1: Welcome everybody to episode 43 of the Changing Formats podcast, the audio podcast of congruency. I am your host, Yasin Elihi, and I'm here. With the turnarounds to his turnarounds to my turnarounds, it's Dickskin, Scott Tarr, and Craig Meltzer, Hogan, O'Reilly. Turnarounds, 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 Hogan. How you guys doing? <clears throat>
0: I'm, uh, I'm doing fine eating giant. I couldn't pick a man today.
2: No, oh,
1: no, God. dig deep. Craig, you go, and then we'll come back to Dixon.
2: Oh, yeah, I'll buy you some time. Uh, I'm... Doing better <laughs> than I was. <laughs> more. I'm good now. All right, Dixon, how are you doing?
0: Um, hold up. I think I got one.
1: Okay. Um, okay. Uh, um, ask me. Ask me, Craig.
0: Yes. And how are you doing today?
1: You know, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, uh, uh carving, carving some wood. Uh, more than I should. Probably. Somewhere I have mechanical issues under the hood. But uh <laughs> I I couldn't see exactly how I was doing from where it was that I stood. But um once one day or another you'll see me uh down dirty uh grizzled throughout the 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 the, the uh, uh the, the soot <laughs> and maybe I have coal all over my face, but I'm not sure what's afoot. Dixon, do you have anything? (laughs) I'm uh, I'm
0: feeling good, very plucky, because I haven't had my sucky.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. jesus (laughs) Jesus, <laughs> you're you're feeling very. You're are you feeling? So were you feeling plucky? or You're not feeling very plucky. I'm
0: I'm I'm I don't know. I don't know anymore. I'm feeling plucky because
1: you haven't. Had, I'm not feeling plucky. You're not yeah, feeling I'm very not. plucky because you haven't had your sake. <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ. Yeah. Um, um. There's not enough words, adjectives that rhyme with sexual innuendos. There's tons. No, I used them all.
1: No, I don't that's think that's true. Possible. Craig, come up with one right now. Huh?
2: Come up with one. <laughs> you you know how I am on the spot. Yeah, just come that's up not, with one. Just come just up again. with one. <laughs>
1: just come up with one. Huh? Come on.
2: An adjective.
1: No, just like come up with a, a saying.
2: A saying. Yeah. A sex saying.
1: Yeah, that he that he would uh use for how he's doing.
2: About a sexual saying that Dixon would use about how he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> that he hasn't used before. Are you just
1: like repeating everything that I'm saying <laughs> back to I'm me clarifying. in a slightly different way? <laughs> I'm still trying to think of a better one. Um, um, uh, I, I think I'd go, um, um,
0: um, um, um. Um, yes. And it takes me hours to think of these. All right. You're not going to get it. Okay. You know, like this is, this is my thing. All right. I'm known for this. Um, okay. That,
2: that
0: is just, yeah. You, you have your one got to go. Craig has his rants and his hot takes. I have this. Today I've been quite this. a loner as
1: no I've been thing stuck thing. here stroking my boner. <laughs> uh Today, today I've been a loner cause I've been stuck stroking my boner. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, you can't use that. Yeah, you can't use that one. I've taken it. It's uh trademarks patent pending, copyright, all all that jazz. Look uh, how, how mad he is. Yeah, look at you. Look at you. Today's yeah. been a whiz because I've been excreting my jizz all over the room, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere <in> the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh
0: anyways, uh we should let's get on the let's be immaculate because I have produced so much ejaculate.
1: Hey! Hey! <laughs> and on that note, let's let's get straight into Urban Dictionary. <laughs> let's, let's run it
2: through.
1: Let's hey, run it through. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey Dixon. Hey Yassin.
0: Hey Dixon, you're good with words.
1: Yeah, man, you are.
0: Yeah. I guess I'm somewhat of a dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Urban Dictionary Where I get uh, articles off of Urban Dictionary Articles Why did you call them articles (laughs) What are they called Uh, It's an article It's not an article (laughs) Yes it is It's uh, a (laughs) term
2: It's
0: not a term It's not a definition The article contains both the term and the definition
1: Diction Definition (laughs) <laughs> Not sure what that is. But anyways,
0: okay. The article contains both. If I just say term, then there's no definition for the term. If I just say definition, what's the term? Page. But the article has both. That's why I'm the dictionary, because I know what the yes. article is.
3: <clears throat>
0: he is. I get right. articles off of Urban Dictionary. I read out cool. the term for Yasin and Craig, and they have to guess what the definition of that term is. In a non-competition competition. As we stand, the score is twenty and a half for Craig to sixteen and a half for Yasin. Right. Last week. Last week, last episode, three double downs were used and three double downs were used properly. <laughs> so let's see if that streak can True. continue tonight. Hopefully not. First arm. <laughs> Gluzzy. What? Gluzzy. Gluzzy. Yes.
1: Uh, can I get an origin?
0: Twenty twenty.
1: Can I get a can I get a, a, a sentence?
0: It's the time of year when women start preparing for Christmas dinner, and men get gluzzies.
1: Okay, and could I get uh, uh, a use of it in a uh,
0: uh, spelling? Can I get the spelling? <laughs> <laughs> Capital G, L U Z Z Y. Zeds, zeds, not z's. Mm-hmm. That's, imp- that's important. Z is made up. That's Z not- is not the proper use. They're, Z is American. Different things. Nah. Yeah, a Z is gluzzy. a letter of the alphabet. Well, a Z is some bullshit some so guy the, made g- up. Uh,
1: give me the sentence one more time. Give me the sentence one more time.
0: It's the time of year when women start preparing for Christmas dinner and men get gluzzies.
2: Um. Only... Oh, wait, it's not my turn.
1: Uh, I'm assuming... Uh, Gluzzy, I don't. don't Is Gluzzy not just is they prepare? They're preparing to get their gluzzies.
0: No women are preparing for Christmas dinner, but men get gluzzies. Men
2: get gluzzies. They don't get Christmas dinner. They get they get something else. Okay. Uh, it's either it's
1: it's one of two things. Fuck. Um I think okay, okay. It's Christmas. Okay. Is that a Christmas dinner is a gluzzy? Is it like they're preparing to get their gluzzies? I don't know. I'm just gonna. am I'm. I'm. am I'm gonna I'm say hot dogs. They're not preparing to get the They're
0: getting gluzzies.
1: Hot dogs.
0: A hot dog.
1: Yeah. Right. Like a like a but weenie. A hot yeah, dog. So
0: the men aren't preparing for anything. The women are preparing for dinner. Yeah. And the men are getting gluzzies.
1: Yeah. Oh. Preparing for dinner. Craig, go first. You go first.
0: I'm.
2: I'm stuck. Uh, a gluzzy. Is a blowjob.
1: That, yeah. Or
2: sex. Yeah.
1: Could just be oral sex. I'm just going to stick with hot dogs.
0: All right. Okay. (laughs) Zero (laughs) points are awarded. Shit. That's impossible. A gluzzy is a frozen cock.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. You know, it's a a modern take on the word glizzy, which means penis. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Gluzzy is a penis that's frozen.
2: You gluzzy did the, the glizzle out right? of pocket skull.
0: Fair. What? <laughs> okay. Gluck gluck is a is a blowjob, Craig. I'm sorry. Yeah, the gluck. There's a, of, there's a lot of there's a lot of terms for it. Yeah.
1: Fair. So no okay. points.
0: Zero
2: points.
1: Shit. I should have known that. It's obviously a frozen cock. I yeah. Should have known that. Yeah. This is why right. you're the dictionary and I'm not.
0: Yeah. Harm number two. Fluffer.
1: fluffer fluffer these are much harder than the last episode give me a well, give the me last a...
0: episode i gave one answer so that's true yeah. you did do that <laughs> yeah uh fluffer it, 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 could
1: could i could i get an origin uh
0: 2003 wow okay okay
1: 2003 what
0: um american cinema
1: okay
2: american cinema
1: okay yeah. from the fluffer uh could i could i well, hear that, it in a sentence
0: became, i there, Jesus. Nice job, Johnny. Let's get a fluffer in here to prepare you for the next one. Oh god. Completely changed
1: my <laughs> initial. Yeah, V2. <laughs> Shit. Let's get a fluffer in here to prepare you for the next what?
0: Uh, next one.
1: For the next one.
0: Yeah, it's pretty generic.
1: American it's cinema. No, I
0: already said American cinema, so I'll say the next scene. Okay. Um, Let's get a fluffer in here to prepare you for the next scene.
1: Oh, is is a is a fluffer like one of them one of them like Hollywood starlets for them to like use sexually.
2: Oh, a whore. Yeah. A whore.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that that's the politically correct way of
2: saying that. Yeah. yeah. Craig? Um Let's get you a fluffer in here. Before the next scene. Yeah,
1: It's got to be. American Cinema
2: 2003. That sounds like an ample time. You know, what came out in 2003? Probably one of the prequels. Probably. Most likely.
1: (laughs) It's got to be one of them. (laughs) 2003. What came out in 2003? I'm trying to think.
0: I'll give you a hint.
1: Oh, what the fuck? Even though
0: this this (laughs) originates from 2003, it's not based off any movie from 2003. But it's... The origin. That's when the article was written into the dictionary. That's its origin.
1: Interesting. I don't think that that's how origins work, but okay. (laughs) It's...
0: it's, uh, the, uh, The definition and the term doesn't exist before it's written into the dictionary, so it originates that's, when that's it's true. written into the
2: dictionary that's true mm. yeah things still become real until they're in the dictionary that's true yeah yeah Fair. i can't say dictionary anymore i always say dictionary Dixonary, me too
1: <laughs> I've, I've caught myself saying dictionary <laughs> a couple times and tarms <laughs> yeah, and tarms problem. i say tarms Remember when you wanted it bit. to
0: be called dixon's dictionary yeah it would have it would have
1: helped my it would have helped out my uh my diction God. <laughs> Anyways, um, Craig,
2: do you have an answer yet? Yeah, right. A fluffer, um, a fluffer. Something to get you ready for the next scene. So it's obviously, you know, uh, an alcoholic beverage. That's stupid. Because yeah, movie stars are all alcoholics.
1: Mm, that's very silly. Mm-hmm.
0: That's, that's, that's true. That's Especially silly. Especially now, nah, Craig. You're wrong. I don't know. Um, you're both wrong. Fuck. Your points are rewarded. That's right a fluffer oh, I swear to god if it's like history. a makeup
1: if it's just a makeup artist I'm going to lose my
0: mind well a fluffer prepares the cocks of porn stars for action on the set of an adult movie before shooting in a, of an explicit sex scene
1: what a terrible job so they're like getting them hard they're fluffing the cock
0: could be getting them hard could be you know massaging it after a nice uh, ejaculate um could be whatever they're doing whatever they need to do To make sure the cock is ready for the next scene. This is strange.
2: Yeah, what a fucking dream job.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Anyways, no points again.
0: Yeah, no points. All right, Tarm number three.
1: Tarm number three. It's the Tarm time.
0: Nope. Do it live.
1: Um. Do it live. Uh, Can I? Can I get origin?
0: Uh, 2008 American could, TV.
1: Could I, could I, could I get it in a sentence? I'm assuming. I
0: I can't read the stuff on the prompter. Fuck it, I'll write it. We'll do it live. Yeah. The fucking thing sucks. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. Well. Shit. Um. Not John C. Riley. What's his name? Bill, Bill O'Reilly. O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> john c bill o same thing uh yeah Yeah. kylo um (laughs) shit the definition of do it live um um well clearly it has to do with bill o'reilly's famous breakdown uh on fox news
0: yeah which one
1: the the one where where he says fuck it we'll do it live after the teleprompter stuff break down, Yeah so. but like this is the one like this is the the yeah. big one Yeah good one Yeah this is like the big one So I'm going to say it's him or uh uh it it um, it's uh it uh it's when you <laughs> um, uh, uh, Craig go Craig you go I'm passing uh, it to you Christ I don't know
2: we'll do it do it live uh it's when you Improvise, or you do something you weren't prepared to do.
1: <laughs> yes, oh, just what it literally means. You've gone for the verbatim. <laughs> I'm just <sorry. laughs> the
2: literal <laughs> definition. I'm gonna give it the literal definition.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say do <laughs> it live. Voice. Do it live uh, is is um 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 the the, the uh, it's Bill O'Reilly's uh, uh, war cry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay. know. Okay. All right. I don't know. There's no points awarded in this round either, is there?
0: Craig gets a point. What? <laughs> what? The fuck? fuck? It's just. It's just, <laughs> uh, it's
2: just. what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, do it live to wing it or to improvise on the spot. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I have
1: crippling depression now. Yeah. For fuck's sake. But- Just extended your league back again. After all those (laughs) double downs that I had last week, how am I back to where I was?
0: Yeah, pretty much, yeah.
1: And I didn't even double down.
0: Nobody did. You should have doubled down. here. Yeah, Yeah. it it
1: really would would have put me in a different position, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, you would have been one point up. I wouldn't. You would be. Yeah, you would. I don't think that's Because Craig would have gotten one point and you would have gotten two. So. No,
1: wait. No.
0: <laughs> no. No. Not how that works.
1: Not how that works at all. No,
0: that isn't. No, you're right. That's you not how it works. Thanks for Urban
1: Dictionary. Hey, what did Dixon. I do?
0: Hey, Asin. already pressed
1: hey, it. Dixon. No, I'm not. No, press it again. <laughs> We're doing it again. Hey, Thanks. Okay. Hey,
0: Dixon. Hey, Asin. <laughs> hey, Dixon. You're good with words.
2: Yeah, man. You
1: are.
0: Yeah. I guess I'm somewhat of a Dictionary.
1: Thanks, Dixon. Those were some, some great words. Loved the words that you were informing us on. The words. Loved it. Love the words. All the words. Loved it.
0: Forgot to say, as that round comes to an end, the score is 21.5 for Craig and 16.5 for Yassin.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, shit is right. Uh you need to get uh, okay. your shit together. Yes, yeah. so,
1: I know. I've honestly, been I've been behind. If forever. you want to take
0: this, the lead in this, not a competition. Yeah, then you need to get your shit together. You need to buckle down. I've been you trying. Make, you need to. You need to do it live. Yes,
1: that's the wisdom. It's going to be <laughs> echoing throughout my head for the rest of eternity. Do it live,
0: Get do prepared, it Buckle live. down and do, do it live, live. Do
1: it live. Do it live. Do it live. I'm like, oh my god, I have the answers. I gotta just fucking <laughs> say it verbatim, um anyways uh uh craig you you had you had some stuff to to talk about.
2: I have some stuff to talk about. yeah, I'm sad. <laughs> so the next album's gonna be great then because you're sad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Artists yeah. are sad. They make their best work. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so and are you back on drugs yet? I, I want your yeah. next album to be great.
1: Um. No, no not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Can you
0: please just get into a terrible position in your life so your next album is going to be. Can you have a brother and then have him back <laughs> so that we could get like a really Jesus good
1: Jesus Christ. That was this year, you know.
0: <laughs> that was this year.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a heartbreaking time that was.
0: What a, yeah. Yeah. what a year 2020 has been.
1: So, Craig. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah
2: (laughs) i guess i'll get to it i've seen while doing hot takes i've stumbled upon a piece of criticism that i find to be really dumb and that is that like simplistic plots equal like bad media i think really fucking stupid so i want you guys to think of some things you love that have really simple premises while i talk about some of them mine because I actually before you
1: cool. do that fuck that no we're not doing this not yet we're gonna come back <laughs> to it what wrong <laughs> with you? Uh, what? what's wrong you with me what's wrong it, with you, you can't
2: stop just stop in mid-segment you you're fucking depressed your... does mean you
0: come into my life and fuck it up i, I gotta
1: can, i could i could do whatever just i want you got a
0: good album on the way doesn't mean you can fuck up craig's life too. i can
1: i can i sang imagine in in that thing earlier this year so fuck you um, well, anyways, I
0: saying cult of personality earlier this year. Well, I sing in the fucking shower. No, that, oh, that was last year. Oh
1: shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, real quick before we go in there, I I I, I wanted to, I just wanted to touch on something. We'll go back. It's not, it's not going to take long. Uh, uh, it, uh, yeah, yes, Craig. Craig raised his hand.
2: <laughs> yeah, I want to finish my fucking segment. <laughs> no,
1: just it, you will, you will finish the segment.
0: Yes, and. You're the leader of the podcast. Get back to it.
1: Thank you. So, uh uh this this day today uh is December 30th. Tomorrow is December 31st. Uh I just wanted to promote the fact that uh Dixon and I are going to be doing and maybe Craig, I don't know. I'd like Craig to be there, but we didn't ask Why? him yet. So we might you... Let's throw him in. Let's throw him. Craig's in there. Dixon, Craig and I are going to be doing well, a, a New Year's countdown show uh on the 31st.
0: Yeah, we talked about we, this we after the pod last week.
1: Oh, Craig was there.
2: Why would you why would you promote this now? Why wouldn't you promote this at the end?
1: Because yeah, no, just so no. promote it at the end. No, just so, so people you? know, just so people know now.
0: All right. In case they don't okay. make it
1: to the end by the time the 31st hits. Fair. Yeah, thank you, Dixon. See, Dixon's got my back.
2: Where are we hosting this? Huh? Where are we hosting it? Who
1: knows? We'll figure it out.
2: What do you?
0: <laughs> wait, yeah, wait, but they're not now the audience is. How are they know. gonna know?
1: Well shit, guys. I don't fucking know. I thought I was.
2: Oh I was, well, you were talking like like you had everything figured out. I
1: did have everything figured out, and then I lost Urban Dictionary today. I went down one point <laughs> that I wasn't down before. And now I'm now I'm all <laughs> Fucking flustered! There's nothing I can do. Oh my god! Anyway, let yeah.
2: Do it live. Do
1: it live. Do it live. Do it live. Do it live. 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 We're gonna do it on YouTube. We can't do it on Instagram because Instagram only supports two people at the same time in a live. In a live, you can only have two people in a live. So we'll do it on YouTube. YouTube. We'll do it on Twitch. We'll do it on Facebook. We'll do it chat. we'll do it on on, on uh on uh, uh, chatter chatterbait. We'll do it yeah. everywhere. <laughs>
0: yeah. Man, that would have been a good segue. Pornhub live. live. We're doing a live countdown to New Year's tomorrow. Yeah, there are uh, lots of ways to, to do this. Other than, of, than just cutting off speaking, Craig in the middle of a segment. Speaking
1: <laughs> of speaking of speaking of uh Chatterbait and Pornhub Live, did you guys see what happened to Pornhub? <laughs>
0: Didn't they delete like, they deleted, like sixty thousand like, videos? They deleted yeah. like
1: half their videos, apparently. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm I,
2: always, I can't
1: find verified it. users. Yeah, everything that's an unverified user. So I went back. I went back onto to Pornhub for the first time in like months to check this out. I went to my favorite videos, all my favorites. <laughs> yeah. They're gone. They're all gone. <laughs> I should have downloaded them when I had the fucking chance. Yeah. I should have yeah, downloaded yeah. them. And I should have become a verified person so I could be the hero that put those videos back up on the map. But now they're yeah. just gone.
0: Yeah. Shit. God. Artwork. I... Dixon, I'm are sure. you
1: heartbroken by this?
0: I am heartbroken. There's many videos that that I've watched and I've wanted to watch again. Um, uh, could you and, name? And could you
1: name some of them?
0: Um. Uh, um. No. But um... no. Are, 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 you don't gotta
1: name them. Just give us some premises. Like what? What was? What was behind it?
0: Yeah. Oh um summaries. Um well one involved Harry Potter, uh uh Black <laughs> Widow, uh uh Hermione, um uh uh Elsa um Elsa from, uh Fiona uh from Shrek, sorry. Um Ogre or Human? Ogre. Um It would have been weird Shrek if it was human.
1: Wait, 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 wait. pause your train of thought because I want to come back to this list. Um, But I, I think it'd be weirder to watch like a human Fiona porno than like Shrek Fiona. Like you're searching out for like the human, the human transition of Fiona. That's weird.
0: I think watching a Fiona porno is weird in general. But I didn't. Hey, I didn't I'm say like it's. I didn't, it. I didn't. I didn't
1: I say it's go, not sure. weird. I didn't say it's not weird. I said the human version of Fiona would be weirder because you're looking for such a specific like, like mm-hmm. aspect of like. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it's, like had, like, yeah. it's like if you had like. It's like if you had like handsome Shrek. It'd be fucking weird. Like you'd just be like, no, yeah, like get get Shrek with the fucking ears like that. And, that Shrek.
0: Shrek from the swamp. Yeah. As he's known. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Fiona, Anyways, uh, um,
1: continue, Fiona.
0: Yeah. Sorry, ogre Fiona. Um, human Shrek. Um. I see what I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John McLean. Um, <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. Uh, mm, uh, what's his name? Gandalf is in it as well. Um. Uh, this is a crazy. Co- this is our crazy crossover. Uh,
2: Say, Cassius, play. No, no, catherine langford.
1: <laughs> 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 he said catherine langford from um, which from which show
0: uh 13 reasons why i'm assuming you know, i was assuming game. it would have to be alive yeah. or dead um in the bathtub um <laughs> okay.
1: why did you ask why did you <laughs> ask
0: these are important
1: details <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna move uh, on uh, craig more. wait wait uh, oh, two more okay
2: Cause now we know, like scenery. This all happens in the bathroom. If she's in the tub, or does this like pan over to her? Um, your...
0: Oh, Tinkerbell Bell <laughs> and uh, Johnny Sins. Johnny Tinkerbell Sins Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Sins.
2: Sins is still
1: in there. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, that's my favorite. Video. Uh, Craig, Craig, what's yeah, your what's your one. what's your favorite video you've ever watched?
2: Uh, the one where he gets his his stepsister pregnant. Mm. <laughs>
1: That is a good one. That's We've told that story out. on the pod.
2: Fuck it's fucking hilarious.
1: We've told that one. That is a good yeah. one. Um okay. What's anyways. Yours? Huh?
2: Mark, what's yours?
1: Um my favorite one <laughs> would be um Oh my god. Did I tell this did I tell this porno on the pod? I can't remember.
2: Well, let's see.
1: Basically, so um there's <laughs> there's <laughs> it's, funny when you laugh it's in the middle of it <laughs> huh what yeah.
0: it's always a funny story when you laugh before you tell the story when you start laughing oh there's this, oh. <laughs> this no it, a good one. Yeah, sorry
1: um, sorry my bad i know i was just thinking about it because i was like I, i'm it's all flooding back because i know i told craig about it but i just couldn't remember all the details and now it's coming back to me so there was this yeah. like there was this this uh porno it was one of these, you know, step step sibling pornos, and um, yeah. um <laughs> the the guy I guess is in this com- he's in a committed relationship, right? And he's visiting, uh, like him and his wife may have came to town and they were visiting, like, uh, his sister and whatever. So she starts, so the she being the sister, the sister starts seducing the brother, and the brother's like not into it at first, and he's like, oh, this is highly inappropriate. My wife is. Around, yeah, 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 and um, yeah. uh, she keeps doing it anyways, right? She she eventually makes him finish with just a blowjob. The the first, yeah. the first scene was just a blowjob. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember. Uh, so so that happens in the in the next scene because it's a it's a triple parted part oh, wow. pornography tape. Yeah, and uh, in the second part, he's now a little more into it, but he's still like that was so not cool to do because my 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 wife and i have a wife and she and she was (laughs) like i don't give a shit about your wife we you you don't need you don't need her you need me we and and, and he's like oh but you're my sister this is so inappropriate she's like step sister (laughs) important Important detail um (laughs) yeah so so they fuck again how Uh, many
0: camera cuts were there
1: it's POV, all POV. Oh, sweet. Good, good, yeah. good. So there's that. So is
0: mine. So it's is that mine. That guy behind him,
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so. <laughs> so
0: is mine. <laughs> Do it
1: wrapped around like his fucking chest wrapped with the camera. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's that. And then the third one, he's now f- fully into it. She's now fully into it. They, uh, the, the Hyman Collider, Divider, Schneider, all up in the shit. Right? <laughs> yeah. So that's the yeah. third act. So it ends. It ends. They've now had sex and whatever. It ends. It there's a there's a, a, a an epilogue though.
2: That's good. <laughs> yeah. It one. it cut
1: it like cuts down and it fades back in, and the brother is like sitting on this like mattress with no <laughs> sheets. <laughs> There's no sheets, no okay. comforter, no blankets, nothing. The walls are bare. The closet is empty. I'm <laughs> these are the details. I'm noticing all these details as because I I watch really analytically when I watch film. So yeah, yeah I mean, So yeah. I'm yeah. like I'm like the color was beige, which must mean that there's a foreboding uh type of no. Nah, I'm bullshitting. So um, <laughs> he's sitting on this bed and he's like you can hear him like stressing the fuck out, and then like the sister like comes in. And she's wearing this, like, bikini thing. And he's like, he's like, yo, where have you been? I've been so worried. And she's like, oh, I was just, whatever, I'm going to the beach and whatever. And he's like, my wife left me. Like, like my wife, she took everything. I have <coughs> nothing left. Right? He's so heartbroken. He's torn up. He's destroyed by his wife leaving him. And he's like, but, like, it's fine because, like, at least we have each other. Right? We have each other. And she's like, Oh, I was just like joking. <laughs> she's like, I thought I'd like fuck you because I thought it'd be funny. Like, and he's like, But I love he's like, but I love you. And she's like, You love me? We're step siblings. You can't love me. And then she's like, Oh well, my they, god. You're I'm, my brother. Yeah. Step And, and she so now she's like, she's like disgusted with him and she's like it was clearly just a joke. I just thought it'd be funny. God. So <laughs> then she's like, all right, I'm going down to the beach. I'm meeting up with this, these whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then she walks out, and this guy on the edge of his bed just starts, like, sobbing. And then it ends.
2: Incredible. <laughs> He's just yeah, sitting there like, oh, two. God.
1: And then it ends.
0: Yeah. That's a good one. That, Amazing. That,
1: that's a good one, right?
0: Yeah. That Thank sounds you. awesome.
1: Yeah, it was. It was.
0: I wish mine had an end credit scene.
1: Yeah. yeah, I was watching yeah. the Marvel cut. It
0: needs an epilogue. <laughs> yeah, you know, it needs to. It, I need to know what happens next. Avengers everybody.
1: Infinity Horror. How has that not been yeah. made yet?
0: It probably has been made. Infinity yeah. Wars. It's got to have been made.
1: I'm finding. I'm looking this up.
2: Craig, you looked that up. Back onto. Uh...
0: No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't need to.
2: Infinity
0: Wars. Yes, we do. So what a basic okay, here it is, is wait, wait, wait,
1: wait 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 wait, 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 uh, wait, Avengers infinity horrors oh, it's not it's not there it's it's just a reddit meme of like just women sitting around, <laughs> somebody put the caption on it, Avengers infinity Whores. well, that's shit, Craig, can well, you make that?
2: It's up to you to make it.
1: Can you no, I want you to. I'll code a rest.
2: <laughs>
1: let's let's all write infinity horrors. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. It'll
2: have a prologue, an epilogue. Yeah, it has to
1: Yeah. It has it'll, to. It'll, it has it'll to it'll lead be, into endgame or um um spank I, game. Nope. <laughs> Anyways, uh <laughs> Craig uh Craig, what was your what was your uh conversation piece now?
2: I was saying how while while I was doing the hot takes, I noticed that a lot of people would like shit on products for having a simplistic plot. Products. So I always thought, yeah. Like books, movies, games, doesn't matter. Cool. Right? Just like, oh, it's so like simple. Therefore, it can't be good. Which I always thought was like a very dumb premise because I think having a simple plot allows you to like delve into like your characters and your world building and like your power systems more you yeah. don't have to worry about like the plot as much. That's not thinking, unfair. Yeah, that's I actually true. What are some some things I love that have relatively simple plots and I'd like you guys to join me if you have some. But I was thinking things like The Last of Us, pretty simple plot. Yeah, it's a very hey, simple we gotta plot. We got to get Ellie to the fireflies. But The Last of Us 2 is a
1: much more complex plot, therefore it's yeah. better.
2: No. Wait, <laughs> the plot's complex.
1: There's places to go in the plot. It's it's better because of it.
2: There are two people you need to kill, or maybe or maybe yeah seven or, right? In the first one, I have no clue. I think in, in, the, second in the second one. Second one oh. you have
0: like five, You gotta kill
2: Abby and all her friends, and then it's Abby. You gotta kill Ellie.
0: Well, as
2: Abby. You have so to kill.
0: Um, the uh, what's the, the religious people? You know, the Christians. Yeah.
2: The Christians,
0: yeah. Yeah, basically.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They went back into the woods where they fucking belong. <laughs> okay, so do you, do you want us
1: to like write a list or just throw them out there? Just throw them out. out. As oh, you think of um, them. Mad Max, Fury Road. Yeah.
2: Mad Max, yeah. yeah. That, that's a very, very good one very because Mad plot. Max,
1: it, it's, it's simple, but it's also like, who cares what's happening? <laughs> the plot <laughs> yeah. does not matter, really. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. it's like it just gives you the serviceable amount of like this is where we're going so that you can it's build on the other things
0: you're literally just along for the ride
1: yeah like that's, that's a good that's one <laughs> um i think uh yeah. we gave, Honestly, we gave it a lot of shit in
0: hollywood there's really no plot to that but if i, I wouldn't I, I, in I think
1: those are different for it. Like, I think all the Tarantino films are but, different because I don't think that any of them are simple plots for the pa- for the fact that they, for the fact that of of like how like untraditional the routes of these things are. That's Fair, why but, I disagree with that.
0: The one I'd say the most would be Django has the simplest plot, I yeah, guess. Django is the most. Linear. We have to get Django to his wife and free his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or just free Django in general. But that's but that's what I mean, I guess any Tarantino movie is when I say it's not the movies don't really have a plot to them, especially Pulp Fiction or Once Upon a Time, because it's mainly about the character study of your Rick Dalton, of your uh what's uh Cliff Pitt's Booth. name? Cliff Booth or or in uh Pulp Fiction of your uh Jules? It is Jules. Jules. I was about to say Julius. Yeah. Jules or, uh, or Bruce Willis's character. Uh, yeah,
2: uh, he's about him.
1: Or the
0: Gimp, you know. You know, d- d- diving into those characters.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, what? Hey, what's your name? George Lashawn? George. Oh, okay, <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> what was Buddy's name? I thought he said Lashawn. I I think it was uh, God. What was it? Like for. For the sake of the story, it is George. But, yeah. uh, hey, I have no clue. Hey, man. It, it's a very,
1: uh My like, name's George. Not... LaShawn? No, George. <laughs> oh, oh.
2: Oh. When was this? At, uh, was X. at X. the X. There was this the black guy that really came wild. up and,
1: like, this black guy came up and, like, introduced himself to Dix and was like, yo, yeah. I'm whatever. And Dix was like, LaShawn! LaShawn! <laughs> Oh,
0: uh, you said LaShawn. and he was like, <laughs> "No, LeSean, it was but George." You said George or Dave or yeah, it was Derek just like a basic,
1: basic name. Part oh, of me man. was
0: kind of hoping it was Larry because at least I get the L right, but uh, I, guess. I guess I guess L A.
1: Anyways, but yeah, I think I think I think you're wrong on the Tarantino thing. I think I think Why? that doesn't. It. It's not the same as um uh, like when we're talking like simple plots, and these are simple like people use the topic of like um the simple like the argument that he is presenting from the things that he found is that simple plots are taking away from a film's because credibility because
0: doesn't necessarily have a simple plot he doesn't have a saying, simple plot
1: okay, yeah, like he fair. doesn't have i get that
0: yeah.
1: a, 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 he doesn't have a direction <clears throat> there's no direction that you're going where like yeah.
0: in these
1: in these movies that i'm talking about is like you know exactly where you're going from the start really it's a simple Fair. logical consistent plot that like a this happens that this yeah. happens that this happens and then your climax and then you're following action and that's the end like yeah that's where, where he's going which is why i don't think the tarantino argument exactly works but um that's true. I, there's yeah. tons of there's tons of them yeah. what is that
2: brings we gotta get the ring into the volcano yeah could... <laughs> the godfather <laughs>
1: like the, the 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 one of if not the best movies of all time is a is a very abc plot yeah, yeah. it's not a mind bending time warping fucking <laughs> you know psych thriller it's Literally, it's a, it's a plot that just happens
0: look at most of the superhero films out there all of like if you're looking at their base plot it's not that difficult or outstanding or interesting for sure it's mainly about like you look at the first one of iron man uh with downey jr that the the plot there isn't this very intricate or or cool plot it's a simple plot of billionaire regrets selling weapons so he stops and makes a <laughs> weapon himself. yeah that's it but it's about tony stark himself and diving into his character the plot though it's not difficult or 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 whatever
2: yeah it's very simplistic so that iron man has a lot of room to like grow and work around in that plot exactly yeah which is where i think like the strength of a relatively simple plot like lies yeah and i would written down (laughs) other things like i think all of the god of war games even the recent one as much as people want to suck its cock for being so mature It's just, hey, let's go spread our mother's ashes. Yeah. (laughs) We got to get to, like, the highest mountain to spread these ashes. End of the day, that's, that's, like, what it is. You have things like Shadow of the Colossus. I got to go stab a bunch of giant monsters to heal my girlfriend somehow. (laughs) Somehow that's how it works. You have, like, the Shenmue Trilogy, which is about avenging your father. You know? Witcher yeah. 3. It's very simple. Oh, I gotta find my, like, you
1: adopt- gotta find adopt- the Mad Witcher. Like, save her life, huh? You gotta find the Mad Witcher,
0: exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad, bad quite, yes.
1: quite simple. Exactly. You gotta find That's the- <laughs> like someone who does
0: have, have like, uh, intricate plots. Uh, Christopher Nolan, yeah, what's the yeah. most like, uh, tenant? I don't want, yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say, tenet. Yeah, tell me, it's tell like me about the like the, the characters, has. In tenet. yeah, but because it's the weirdest it means it's his best movie no yeah,
1: no I one's saying i don't think anyone's saying and the i best can't movie. like
0: think of like no. much
2: about nolan characters because they they're like slaves to the plot
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah like no, that's, that's what true. that's what and we were the saying characters
2: are there yeah to experience the plot to experience yeah. the science <laughs> now
0: yeah. and that's, that's all it thing. is it's nolan just there really for good. them
1: to experience science
0: don't <laughs> no has really good and intricate plots, but th- that doesn't mean that every movie he makes is the best movie of all time and better than others because the plots plot. not yeah. as simple as others Here's or it, other it, plots it, it's are too simple
2: to understand. Yeah, it goes backwards, Dixon,
0: and forwards. Backwards
2: and forwards.
0: Yeah, <laughs> at the same time, does it go in reverse though? But can is it just straight? backwards or is it reversed? See, that's what I don't, I still don't understand. No, you're going,
1: you're going forward, backwards through time, right? (laughs) So, wait, 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 no, 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 because Dixon's clearly not understanding this. You're going forwards, backwards through time. So, you are moving like normally, going backwards, but to everybody else, You'd be going backwards because they're going forwards through time, but you're going backwards. But you're going forwards through backwards <laughs> it. through time, and your entropy is reversed.
0: I get it. That's the most. I get it. I part. I think you know what. It's not hard to. Said, I think I I still I still have no fucking clue. I still don't get it. Okay, like it's it's lost this, cause. Is, this is
1: the issue this is why cinema's dying it's because people don't look deeply enough into things
0: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: you are clearly not digesting this film and you're just too no. slow to to think any deeper about about tenet this is why yeah. simple movies are killing cinema yeah when did yeah, movies get so simple
0: Oh. These superhero movies are all they're oh. not cinema; they're theme parks. It's their Everything fault. They're theme parks. It's their faults. They're ruining cinema, true cinema.
2: Everything used to be super confusing. Yeah. Like <laughs> <way>. <laughs>
1: yeah. Man, I wish when shit was confusing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it made us all well, smarter because then we could think. Of movie. That guys. We couldn't.
1: Remember when you remember when the Wizard of Oz came out and everybody was super confused? And then they adapted yeah. their own opinions on it after they watched it back on Blu-ray release. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, yeah. everything's dying.
2: Still, still, you know, wildly debated movie about what is what, really what really happened.
1: Wildly debated.
0: It. I have my opinion. I yeah. Think. So different from everybody else, but I think I'm right on this. You know, okay, yeah, like, what's your opinion? Off
3: the wheat fumes
0: and goes uh like- she uh, you know, she falls into the world of the Mad Witcher, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and this is like a, a prequel to The Witcher 3 is basically what it is.
1: Yeah, it's the Witcher 2. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. some people call it that. I think it's just The Wizard of Oz.
1: Came out in so.
0: nineteen thirty-nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's one of the most time daring time series
1: that's one of the most daring series of like all time where uh yeah uh, the, the witcher uh branched out from cinema into uh video games one yeah, of the most have, daring you know, the bold won. moves uh in the history yeah. of cinema in the history of media uh, in the history of history
2: will it exactly. be repeated probably not no nope.
1: no i mean avengers graphic. tried um avengers uh, is trying
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's try. Avengers. 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 They sure are, yeah. maybe maybe trying. Maybe, maybe, they'll, be the, maybe, maybe try. they'll be the
1: maybe they'll be the 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 successor to the Witcher series.
2: Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw something that got passed up a decent amount because of its a uh, uh, looking Sick. simplistic. It looked simplistic. At the time. So people I think passed it up Ooh. and I'm here to right the wrong. Yeah. We're talking about super hot. Alright. I got this <laughs> game what two days ago? Because it was on sale for twenty dollars. Cause I passed it up. He's knowledgeable.
0: Like,
2: I'm knowledgeable. <laughs> I have a good I have a good
1: two days. It's a whole two days of experience.
2: Yeah. I, d- I played it all today. I beat it in 36 minutes. It's fantastic. Wow, this is really simple. But Super Hot is like fantastic. I fucking love it, and I think everybody should go out and buy it. But what is Super Hot? Do any of you know what Super Hot is? A thousand um, degree knife. No, that's in a thousand degree knife.
0: Um, I think it's just above regular hot. Um, just but- above. Yeah, you know, you got regular hot, then you got super hot, you know. It's like it's like the opposite of super cold, you know. Um No, the is, opposite of super cold
1: is not super cold, according which is super hot. To... No no no, which which is is not. it's not it's not. It's it not. It's is. wrong. Shouts you out to all wrong. my mathematicians out there. The opposite of something that. is it's not science, something. Bitch. It's it's not something. But-
2: but is
0: math related to science? Yeah. No. Science it's very different in a completely here. different way. Well, math does math math way.
1: But both of them are, are involved in school curriculums.
0: Yes, but so is English and they're social all the, studies. Yeah, they're all the same. Say those are they're the all same related. Thing? Yeah. They're all related. She said, Oh, so if I can't do math Cabinet with making science. But that's the thing. No, you can't do math with science or else it's incest, and that's illegal. but that's what? a
2: that's a strong point.
0: yeah, I don't think it's... he
2: has anything to say to that.
0: No,
1: because I've beat him. incest is wincest.
2: Oh my God um, um.
1: Oh no, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that when fucking says, song.
0: Says we all came to booze fest. No. Oh, yes. No.
2: No. Well, you're both <clears throat> fucking wrong. Superhot is a game. It's a first-person shooter where everything dies in one hit, and and time moves when you move. I was and close. Oh. Most I was close. Innovative fucking games I've ever
0: played. Yeah, I've played that before. Yeah. One of my buddies at X had it on his Xbox when we played it a bit. It was really fun. Yeah, it is really fun. Some of the
2: most addicting gameplay I've ever fucking experienced in my life. It's so, like, beautiful, too. Everything is, like, red and white are, like, the only two colors. And everything's, like, made of glass. So when you fucking, like, kill someone, they, like, explode into, like, a million pieces that, like, move in slow motion. And you just feel like a goddamn action hero. And you like shoot one guy, throw your gun, grab his gun. It's the most <laughs> addicting fucking gameplay I've ever had. It's better than Sekiro. I was gonna make a video about how good Sekiro felt, and now I can't even, I can't even do it anymore because it's invalid. Because Superhot, <laughs> Hot has taken over my life.
0: Yeah. Why are his eyes? No, because I... he's sleeping. Because he's a little bitch. Yeah. yeah. Superhot. No, I was, are, I was
1: letting, really... no, I was letting my, my eyes recoup because the light was shining in my eyes. So I had oh, these circles. So I had these circles that I was seeing.
0: Oh, that's a good. Oh no, yeah, You're I played that for light. a bit. Well, again, the, that goes back to the point at hand of simplicity is bad, and I'm like, that's just complete idiocracy. Because just enjoy the simple things in life. Simple things are really fun. Have you ever played Super Mario Bros? That game's been around. That's for, complicated. Since that's that's been around least. since The Witcher Two, and it's one of the most simple games <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. You know,
2: um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mario Kart, literally any Nintendo game, yeah. probably is very simple and has a simple plot, and it's some of the most fun games I have ever played. Which is why people are stupid,
2: and yeah, they just have a strong focus on like art design and game feel. Yeah, they, like tight mechanics in their game, like super hot. Exactly. And while you can't do a lot, you have very few options in what you can do, but the <sighs> possibilities are like All right. endless.
0: What?
1: Oh, I thought what? you were gonna I thought you were gonna rhyme again.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was waiting you rhymed for that twice. Rhyme. I knew it wasn't gonna rhyme, so and then, you, a, and then you didn't rhyme. Why would I rhyme? I'm not a rapper. But you rhymed in the sentence. Which, yeah. What do you say? Super hot is is um, No, you said but it's I'm not. not a rapper.
1: In super hot Something, something. um, I like it a lot. You know. People say that video games make people's brain rot. Mm. 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 But video games are still something that is often sought after.
2: Wow. Wow. All right. You have one more for us.
1: The rush of adrenaline um, makes makes the 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 pops drop faster wow how many times can i get on my knees and pray to the god pastors Mm. sometimes i i i break my arm and i have to put it in a plaster Oh, master. Wow. Wow. I'm on flare for the goal, busting through the wall. I'm the shock
3: master. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Derailed that. My bad. Sorry.
0: I'll wrap,
2: I'll wrap it up here.
1: Wrap I'll- it up.
2: Leave it at, Jesus Christ.
1: Wrap it. (laughs) Rippity.
3: Wrap
2: it up.
1: Uh, rippity Raptastic. Let's go.
2: Yeah, I'll leave it with, uh, I think you guys have to check out this game. It's the most innovative uh, shooter I've played in years. 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 Millennia. I haven't been alive in
0: Millennia. No,
1: oh, that's see, fair. that's fair. That's when
0: The Witcher One came out. I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when the they, when it
1: yeah. was a when it was a true story.
0: Yeah, it was just written on rock. You know, yeah. it was.
1: Yeah, uh... yeah a thousand years ago <laughs> sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on the rock, right on his chest, Dwayne Johnson. Um. Anyways. Uh... <laughs> Anyways, uh uh do, do you got do you got anything else? Any other thoughts on super hot? Any other thoughts on, on on uh uh people jumping to conclusion simple. on simple games? Anything? Any any final thoughts?
2: I think they're simple minded. And Ooh! they've eliminated themselves through a paradox and they're dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dick.
0: No, yeah, I've said all I need to say, and so you know, I agree with Craig. He's Craig. Craig does not have a simple mind. I you know. disagree
1: with Craig. Dun dun dun. I, I do.
2: Yeah, we we saying. Hmm? I don't think
1: I don't think you can negate everything for being simple, but I think there's certain things that can be questioned for its like simplicity when it perhaps requires a more uh uh you know thought out intricate take what do you mean um huh? like what do you mean like sometimes in movies things that like p- things that are simple are also just like derivative and they just become like anything else and because of it they're not worth anything like a simple path is good sometimes especially in movies that are or games or whatever that are about the character building but when you don't have interesting characters and your storyline is incredibly simple and derivative that becomes an yeah. issue you can make up for simplicity sure. in other ways but that's true if you if you have a more intricate take it's harder to accomplish of course because it's a more intricate take but that becomes a testament to those films and not something to just be like, oh well we can compare them on even on even kilter. You can still say that it's to the detriment of a film for how simple the plot of it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right? There's, there's
0: grounds for it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's and just write them off completely. That's yeah,
1: but yeah, that's what I I'm th- saying.
0: I think like we're not disagreeing that saying just everything with a simple plot is great or just because it has a simple plot means we should overlook it, but we're saying people the take was people are overlooking simple plots because they're too simple. Yeah, and that's and what I disagree it's bad with. Because it's simple. Yeah. And that's that's what we're disagreeing with. We're not saying, oh no, you're wrong. Something can be bad because it's bad, because yeah, it has it's plotted simple, its characters are developed, and it's fucking Uh, atmosphere is shit or it's but also also a movie
1: a movie or a game or something any type of media can go from great to good because of having a simple plot that is true other things have to other things have to be built up to not be simple which would there in therefore inherently make it not really a simple plot because you've gone about it a different way that's the way i look at it yeah right there's, there's more to the premise, because you were also talking about simple premises, right? Yeah. There's more to the premise yeah. itself than just the plot. That's why I'm like, we're talking a lot about the plot, but it's not just about the plot when the conversation was about the premise A simple premise can be fine if there's things within it that are built, but inherently then it wouldn't be a simple premise because it's offering something unique and different and whatever, right? Simple doesn't just mean I'm standing at the start, I can see the finish line. Simple also means like things with general characters, things with general villains General protagonists, general stakes, all these kind of things can build into a movie being incredibly simple. Now, that doesn't inherently make it bad. It doesn't also, like, that is something to look at to be like, okay, well, it can only go so far because it doesn't do anything really Where we were talking about Mad Max from a simple plot perspective, the thing that makes Mad Max great is the cinematography and the visual effects and the sound editing and mixing and the score and all that, the the pacing and sequencing, which inherently then would make the movie no longer a simple premise. You understand?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, obviously.
1: Yeah. Because they're doing a much more intricate thing, but just not in the plot.
0: Yeah. 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 So the premise then
1: changes. Yeah. Anyways that's yeah. my that's my take
0: so the simple premise is bad but a simple plot can be good no a simple premise isn't
1: bad i didn't say it's i didn't say no, it's inherently bad it's, i just said that no. there's a ceiling on a simple premise
0: that's true yeah
1: where where there's so, there's on, a so simple, far on a simple on a the simple plot there's more premise, to the premise, you're not yeah.
0: looking to you're not looking to expand more on your characters or dig deeper into your characters your characters are this your plot is this and there's yeah that ceiling that once you hit that once you go past that, then it's no longer a simple premise. The premise has become something more. Exactly. But with a simple plot, like you said, with Mad Max, with the cinematography and the score and and just everything that surrounds it, does it have a simple plot? Yes, but the premise is not because of everything that's surrounding it.
1: Yeah, like I view a simple premise as something that's like any average Joe could do this. That's what that's what yeah. simple is. Simple is easy. Simple is is like easy to digest, easy to make, easy to everything.
4: because of
1: how intricate certain parts of like Mad Max is, it's no longer simple because not just anybody can make that. Like you need a one of a kind casting crew. You need one of a kind makeup designers. You need one of a kind editors like that, all of that directors, cameramen and women and all this kind of stuff. You need that kind of shit behind the scenes to make that work. So it's no longer inherently simple to me.
2: Yeah. That's an interesting way of looking at it. That's fair.
1: Yeah, like or or you know, going into to music, which will actually segue into something that I want to talk about in a bit. Um, In music, there are albums that are quite good, but there are ceilings on them because they're just average Joe albums, right? Like that's how I look at all. People are gonna be mad. Uh, Twenty fourteen Forest Hills Drive.
2: Oh, how could you blaspheme? It's a good album. It's Burn a good album,
1: but across the, my record, across the record, across the record, well, actually I, I, I should, I should preface this. I'm using it as an example of a simple album that just before J Cole fans, like kill me before I can finish the sentence, the, the, like the things that are going on in the album could seem very like, you know, simple, but he's doing so much more within like his lyrics and within the production of it. Right, that would make it not simple. But then you take something like the 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 Corday record. That to me is a very simple record. Not well, and awesome. again, it's and it's not a bad record. But there isn't, there isn't. There's a certain like barrier that it cannot break through because of how simple the record is. You understand? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. All right. Anyways,
2: um, would you like to do your your segue?
1: yeah speaking of, of of simple, simple, but not simple albums, uh real quick, uh, so obviously, as people know, uh this is the end of the year, and I'm doing my my year end list and stuff, so I'm not doing my mini reviews right now, but I'm gonna do one right in the middle just because I forgot to do it in the last episode because last episode we were talking about the the Playboy Cardi Iggy Azalea the thing debacle stuff yeah, right We were talking about that, and we got so caught up in that bullshit that uh, (laughs) I didn't get to talk about uh, the album itself. So this is what I want to talk about. And I'm going to start with uh, by alluding to a previous conversation that was had on this podcast uh, during the hot takes where we were talking about people having very one-dimensional arguments about things and just either saying it's the greatest thing ever or it's the worst thing ever and that there's no middle ground on anything right yeah so a whole lot of red comes out it's been highly anticipated for years two years now that whole around whole lot of red has been like teased to come out is it going to come out is it not going to come out when's it coming out and playboy Card's is like all right i'm going to release it on christmas day right and everyone was so excited for it they're like this is going to be the greatest thing in the history of the world i was like it's probably not but okay it's saving
2: 2020 uh, yeah
1: so, the album comes out. I listen to the album. I, um, let me, let me pull it up right here. First off, I want to start with uh, the album artwork. Did you see the album artwork, Craig?
2: It's just like, it's very simple. I know
1: I've Is seen it that. it
0: just can a can man describe. standing, holding a gun? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so we're... It's, it's
1: basically a throwback to like the Slash magazines of the 80s where uh it's like the red text of like Slash with the black and white silhouette drawing of like the yeah. person right Cardi yeah. did that but instead of it saying Slash at the top it says red right let's we'll start here people hated this album artwork hated it yeah it's clean as hell <laughs> it's actually a really creative tribute to like because he was do- he's been doing all this vampire shit the slash magazines were celebrating like vampire aesthetics and whatever it makes sense it's a good tribute it's a really yeah. nice cover but people just and immediately were like trash. this is trash and they were like here here's some album covers that would be much better and they all sucked Every single <laughs> fan-made cover I saw was fucking garbage. You all are terrible graphic designers and you should quit now. Whoever made those, stop now. You all are fucking awful. You will never make it in anything because that's what I'm talking about when I talk about simple, simple in premise and that taking away points from stuff, it, that, it, that's you. Yours is fucking, it adds nothing. It's just any other fucking cover and it's shit. Yeah. It's dog shit. You all suck at fucking art. Anyways, so um, people were trashing this album cover. And the album cover is quite good, but I kind of knew where we were going from there.
2: Okay.
1: This album is 24 songs long. Jesus. An hour and four minutes long, though.
0: Okay. Just Uh, over an hour. Okay.
1: Right? Lots of songs on here are like a minute long. Like, just over a minute long. Like, here we go, minute and a half, minute and a half, minute and a half, minute and a half, minute uh, and a half, and a half. There, There's, like, seven or eight songs on here that, like, don't break two minutes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, this is my opinion on the album very quickly. uh, We'll start here. Kanye West is amazing <laughs> yes he is he had the best verse on the entire album by a mile by okay. a mile because the second song go to the moon was basically just kanye's song the song's two minutes long it's a minute yeah. and a half of kanye oh, wow. <laughs> the last 30 seconds is playboy cardi being like go to the moon go to the moon." Ugh. Go to the moon and then it's into the next song. So, sick. This is what I want to say about this album. It's the most confusing album I've I've listened to in a, in a couple of years. I'm very confused and very conflicted yeah. on my thoughts with this album because the worst part of this record is Cardi. <laughs> He's the worst part of this record, but yeah. the beats are really good but the beats also can get redundant but also the production is taking risks and doing things that are daring and breaking new ground but then there's cardi over it but cardi's also doing something that's taking risks how can something that is take and this is this is my honest opinion on it and i'm sorry to all the cardi fans And this is where I was talking about, this is why I started it by talking about the arguments and it's the best or the worst thing and there's no middle ground. Here's where I'm at. I applaud this record for being as daring as it is, as risk-taking as it is, as bold as it is. But my problem is, I don't understand how an album this risk-taking, this daring, this bold, can still be this boring. (laughs) Mm, jeez i i got through like the sixth track with kid cuddy i liked cuddy's part after the sixth track on a 24 song album that's only an hour long i was like i have to pause this i'll come back tomorrow i literally couldn't do it i i I sat it took me three different sittings to listen to this album now people are gonna be like oh it's an hour long yes and you can't listen to i listened to kamazi washington's epic once a month in its entirety (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> straight front to back, a three hour long record. Three I listen to it straight through once a month. So it's oh, not right. about the length, right? I can listen to miles by a uh, blue and exile, you know, all like easily. This yeah. album to me is so boring. It's so boring. Uh, I want to see if I can play, play a song right now. Let me, let me try and play a snippet here. I don't know if it's going to fuck up the call. If it does, I apologize and I'll call you back and we'll, we'll technical difficulties this shit. But
2: through that thing you got for christmas
1: that's what i'm trying to do but you're on my phone right now so i'm like oh. ah. so i'm gonna play music yeah so uh which one do i want to do yeah yeah this one this is this is jump out the house i want to see if it plays can you hear that yeah here we go to that house, 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 to that house,
2: to that house, to that house,
1: to that
3: house, to that house, to that house, to that house, to that house, to house, to that to that to that to 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 house,
1: well, Sparky ever good. Wait, 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 wait. I'll, I'll I'll come back to this. I want to play the whole thing. It's men in the house.
3: It's a It's It's
1: to that house, 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 to that
3: house, to that house,
2: to that house, to that house, to that house, People say this is an, uh, this is like a masterpiece. That this is gonna like change hip hop. What? Yeah.
1: So that's the song. Uh, thoughts? <laughs> what are your first thoughts? Because obviously you haven't heard that before. Uh, maybe maybe I hate you, it. You, you. By the way, uh, you your guys' opinion might be flawed just because you're you're hearing it through your fo- through a phone speaker here. You might... that yeah. that
0: could be it. That could, yeah. be, that, it, that could be it. But from what I've I think heard, it's I've better that way. <laughs> <laughs> I think,
1: I think it's There's a, a cool the distortion worst effect.
2: Yeah, is a mercy.
0: <laughs> that was fucking awful
1: dixon uh you being a a, a, a fan like you are what, what what would you what do you there's have no
0: say? emotion conveyed through his voice at all and you could say oh that's because he's saying one word in the song but then i'd like to point uh to the song lift yourself by kanye west where all kanye says is scoop did poop but i can still hear more emotion in that <laughs> than I can hear in this song. <laughs> like, right. Jesus. Right. Well, this the is the thing. Not good. This is the thing,
1: though, is that I understand that this is a certain subgenre of hip hop. This is a song that was clearly created for performance. Like, it's clearly made for, like, mosh pitting and shit like that at a concert. I can see that. I can appreciate that side of it. The beat itself, the beat itself when it's played in, and you will, you, I'll edit the actual song in here, not through the phone speaker. I'll do it in post. But the okay. actual, like, beat is quite driving. But, again, Cardi's the worst part of all of these songs. Like, <laughs> he becomes extremely redundant. And now people, I saw all the memes. I saw everybody being like, oh, you were listening to, to a whole lot of red like this. Like like, trying to, like, piece together a puzzle, like, you're trying to, like, (laughs) dissect every frame and that, and you're wondering why you didn't like it. I'm like, no, I understand that there's different type of music for different types of things. I can listen to Travis Scott just fine. I can listen to the Uzi record earlier this year just fine, even though, like, there's, you know, it's, again, they're not really saying anything, right? Future, same thing. I can listen to that. Like, it's not that... Oh, he's not saying anything. Where's my lyrics and deepness? Oh my God. My hip hop boner is thrusting. Like (laughs) it's not, it's not that. I'm literally just saying like you, he becomes redundant. It was a minute and a half and at like 50 seconds, you guys were like, can we like stop? (laughs) And I'm like, let's finish it out. Like there's only 40 seconds left. Like let's finish it. But that's the way that all these songs kind of go for me. The only exception is Go to the Moon with Kanye. <laughs> but then the final 30 seconds are excruciating. <laughs> like, yeah. but that's, and that's for me. I understand, though, there's people that love Cardi. And this is something else I want to put out there. People love Die Lit. People think Die Lit is an amazing record. People love that record a lot. Yeah. I can't listen to Die Lit. Not, and like, I, there's things about it that like, it's the most boring, redundant record to me. Not saying that anybody out there is not allowed to enjoy that, that type of music or that style album, but I always felt like everybody's always lauding this record so much. I'm not getting it like, and I want to so bad. So I've returned to that album, like probably like 20 plus times and I've never gotten, and I've never gotten through the whole thing. I've never gotten through the whole thing in one sitting. Like, but I want I want to just grasp it and be like, "Oh, this is great." I can't. So, I can understand that this is not for me. But again, I applaud Cardi and his, you know, sonic vision and whatever for taking chances, for being bold, for taking risks in a genre of music that t- tends to not take risks. So, that being said, Uh, if I'm going subjective, objective, my object or my subjective rating, I'll start there. My subjective rating, I'm genuinely giving it like a one and a half. I did not enjoy it. I'm giving it a one and a half though, out of 10 because of the Kanye song and because of the Cudi feature. Like I thought those were great. Great. Objectively though, I'm going to give it a six. Really? Mm Really? because i think again the level of like daring like that this album is how bold it yeah. is i think there is an upside there somewhere the beats are quite well done it's very well produced i can okay. just tell that it's not really for me but i can but i also know that's cardi like cardi fans are going to like that because that is cardi like on our, our, like on Dilate, Di one of his most popular songs, R.I.P., it's, I'm gonna go fuck that bitch. I'm gonna go touch this bitch. Shout going to suck this dick. Shout going to go suck this dick. I'm gonna go fuck that bitch. It's that for like two and a half minutes. And, and I'm like, I can't do it. But people love that song. People were like, that was the song of the year that year and all this kind of what? stuff. And I was like, it's, it, I, I, I,
3: oh.
1: I found it like so boring. But, yeah. but so that's why I'm like, objectively, I'm also looking at who is Cardi catering to. He's catering yeah. to this type of fan. I'm going to give it a six, objectively, in terms of just taking it into the context of it being Cardi. Uh, there are some hits on this album in terms of it being Cardi. There's definitely some misses. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, that's that's really my take about the record. I'm very conflicted. Maybe I'll come back a couple months from now and I'll be like, wow, this album is amazing. But right yeah, now, we'll see. right now I can't. However, <laughs> also, another thing is that a sign of great art is how divisive it can become. And this album is, if anything, divisive. There isn't really... <laughs> There isn't really a midway point on this. I've seen people nope. online be like, I love this record. And I've seen people be like, We waited two years for this. And yeah. I'm like, he sounds the same here as he did on Die Lit. I don't know what the issue
2: is. But yeah. yeah uh that's I've seen people saying this is gonna like change hip hop. Exactly. Like people are considering
1: people were saying, like, oh, you know what? Everybody's hating on this record, but guess what? Everybody hated 808s. Everybody hated Yeezus. Everybody hated oh, Die Lit, oh, no, And now everybody no. hated Die Lit. And now this is gonna be one of those records that years from now people are gonna come back to and be like, we love this. Yeah, but to me, we'll I see. feel like this song, even if I liked it, this would be like such a guilty pleasure of mine. Like I would never play this in front of anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like people were yeah. like, people were telling me, like, oh, this song is not meant for like, you know, to be deeply digesting whatever. This is songs oh, meant shit. for like parties and stuff. I was like parties, you're going to be at a party yeah, and listening party. to jump at the house, 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 jump at the I'm like I swear to god, I'd leave. <laughs> I'd <laughs> leave the party. So, that's what I yeah, I don't I don't know, but uh if you're out there and you enjoy the album, all all praises be to you you can do whatever you want you
0: can like it What
1: are the chances? i understand the that the beats i understand sorry
0: what are the chances we go to a leon party like when things open back up and jump <laughs> out the house is playing
1: i don't know if it'll be jump out the house i think out of all the songs on here that would play i'm gonna go with stop breathing would would play okay like that is a song that i think would play uh um, yeah but anyways um yeah start going um Jesus. Uh, Cardi, this is your record. This is your release. Enjoy your day. Um, uh, you didn't get to, as we talked about in the last episode, but that's fine. Um, and, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to, to really say about that.
0: Oh, yeah. Ow!
1: Gave myself a round of applause just to make myself feel better.
0: No, oh, I pressed the button. I, I liked it.
1: Thanks, thanks, buddy. You know, uh, you don't so, have to say the whole truth. So, where do we go from here? Do we want to go to to Dixon, or do we want to go back to Craig?
2: Well, uh, Why? Why would we go back to me? I have nothing else. Just cause. let's go to Dixon. No, let's, it's let's, a special no, no, no. You know what?
1: Let's go to Craig.
2: I want. I, I just want to hear. <laughs> I just
1: want to hear you do
2: things. Okay. So th- today's a very special pod because uh, Dixon has two segments. Uh, Dixon. All right,
0: two <laughs> segments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. I have uh, two segments uh, here on the pod today, and the first one is a list. A list? Yes, a, a list, list of all the sluts I've missed. I have not sucked, fucked, or whatever these sluts, oh, unless my nuts no. are fucked He doesn't pissed.
1: know the the lyrics.
2: Was it? Not a, fan. not a wrestling fan.
0: No, Wait. <laughs> Not, wrestling, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wrestling. Hey, he's not a
2: wrestling fan. Back me up. Yeah, <laughs> Dixon, you you don't like wrestling. Not, you don't know Jericho's list. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah. list of all the sluts
1: I've missed. I've never fucked or, sluts, or sucked these sluts, and thus my nuts are fucking pissed. Once oh, I, I, I fuck the lucky list. slut, my nut strikes her from the list. Another cum bucket struck from my nut-sucking-suck-it-slut-slut-fucking-bucket list.
2: Yeah, Jericho's got bars. Yeah Jericho. yeah Jericho Scott Farris
1: Break the walls down It's the it's big show the
0: big
2: show
1: I
0: came to big show
1: <laughs> Anyways your list yeah, A that's, list That's
0: the list I should have done The best theme songs <laughs> that came out this decade
1: Yeah it Show Miz is up there
0: Show Miz is definitely up there That's
1: top That's top two And it's not two
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um Sorry. My list is I have written down my top five most disappointing TV shows of the decade. Now on this list, the shows don't necessarily have to start in this decade, but they at least have to go into this decade and probably end in this decade.
1: Why? Did it uh, um, fit your list better to have it uh, start outside of the decade as well?
0: Um, well, it's just most of the shows start outside the decade. I think okay. all shows, except, you know, two. Um but yeah, I made it most disappointing because I can't really say worst, especially if I haven't seen every TV show this decade. So I'm going to say disappointing because a lot of the shows I've watched have disappointed me this decade. So what's your um, criteria
1: for disappointing?
0: Disappointing can be either a show that had a really strong premise but very bad execution. Uh, but mainly on this list, what I have is great shows that turned bad or or suffered from a bad season or just had a bad ending in general, um, and that's yeah, that's kind of what made up my list of these five shows. And if you guys, at the end of this, if you guys have anything different, feel free to jump in. But I'll start off with an honorable mention of Game of Thrones because I've never seen Game of Thrones. I haven't. I've only watched probably like one episode when his brother, when Jon's brother, dies. You know, spoilers. Uh, The battle of the bastards um oh yeah
2: idiot
0: zigzag right (laughs) yeah exactly across the floor
1: shuffle in diagonal no exactly no
0: i haven't seen game of thrones but i've heard the eighth season is trash so it is that's non-revention of the one of the disappointing shows of the decade number five how i met your mother Because this is probably my favorite sitcom of all time. And it had seven really strong seasons. Seven really strong seasons. That's impossible. No, it's not. Like, it had seven really good seasons. Really funny, really great story told seasons. And then it had eight and nine. Which just wasn't good. (laughs) It it wasn't. It's like, it's funny. I actually actually
1: personally like season nine. Just personally.
0: Fair. What about season eight?
1: uh i liked it at the time i feel like it doesn't age well like i feel like the the autumn of breakups feels like super filler like it feels like so like nothing like nothing happens in in that so i feel the the word what's the word i'm looking for there inconsequential
0: Um, that's it yeah like attack of the clones yeah no big consequences
2: attack the clones. no
1: a no, boy,
2: orphaned Dixon. Yeah, there's literally
0: no consequence. The clones boy, do
1: attack, I so it fits its title. D- Ted, but we we met the mother. We met the mother in season eight, though.
2: If you
0: don't have episode two, episode three makes no sense. No, I can literally watch *Phantom Menace*, <laughs> then *Revenge of the Sith*, and not miss a beat. Then literally. Why
2: are, why are there all these clones?
0: It doesn't. Are they act.
2: always evil? You
0: know, who knows. <laughs> Anyways, How I Met Your wow, Mother, Wow, it'd be no, really just...
1: convenient if they would have had a movie in between these.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just so many things went wrong for me in season Explaining eight. Explaining
1: why all the clones are attacking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so many things went wrong in season eight of How I Met Your Mother. I felt they stopped focusing on side stories and episodes, and the episode lacked. But as well as the seasonal story, like Yasin said, the autumn breakups doesn't age well because it's very filler. But at the same time, in the latter half of the season, it feels very drawn out also, and very slow. Also, in the fact, they're just writing until they.
1: Oh, Dizzy think... froze.
0: You're sorry, oh, yeah, sorry. Aren't you? <laughs> <clears throat> Go back. Fucking on one today. What? What? Sorry, what were you going to say, Yasin?
1: No, wait, what was Craig saying?
2: I'm saying you're on it today with your interruptions. No, I was going to say, sorry. (laughs) I was going to say, sorry. I was
1: about to say, sorry for cutting in and out. But the other thing about season eight that I think is like, uh, not great is like how it paints out like Marshall and Lily to be like, I feel like they're like cunts across the entire season. It's like, yeah, you're new parents, but like, fuck me.
0: So besides (laughs) them, Lily, uh, fucking have getting the job with the captain. Literally nothing happens to them except for two episodes when the- Lily gets a job and when Marshall gets the job. And no, that's but also,
1: it. also the the spin the spin the wheel episode where who wants to be a godparent? Like those are the yeah. only episodes that have any like character building <clears throat> moments for them because they just kind of shoot them that- off to the side while they did the autumn breakup stuff.
0: And that's kind of with what my first point was of like, there's no B story because the main focusing point of season eight was Ted, Robin, and uh, Barney. And that leaves Lillian Marshall to make up the slack in the B story, which they didn't, because the I writers mean, just I imagine Basically they had a kid and they're like, ah, fuck it. I can imagine
1: though that maybe like if you maybe if you're a parent you'd understand it more. Like maybe it would resonate more, like oh a new parent struggles. But like I don't I just don't think it did. I just don't think it did.
0: Um Season nine, like Yasin said he liked season nine, but I feel Season 9, for its last season, it experimented way too much, especially with Marshall being away from the main cast for the first half of the season. And with the whole season being stuck at the wedding, I felt like those are two very big changes that to me didn't work out properly. And they just didn't fit the show right, and it really hurt the show. Plus, it had a final episode that to me felt very rushed and cluttered, I guess, of just telling the story of what happens to everybody after this wedding just so we could get that final moment of Ted meeting the mother and why Ted and the mother work I'm thinking you could have done that without having that last episode
1: or I guess why Ted and Robin worked
0: yeah why Ted and Robin end up together but like I said this is probably my favorite sitcom of all time and season 8 and 9 weren't completely terrible but they were disappointing (laughs) way Number four, Community. Oh, man. This, this would have been my favorite sitcom of all time. It, it would have because it's just – it was seasons one through three, so funny. So just – it had an amazing story in each episode and throughout the season, a seasonal story, which you don't actually see from a lot of sitcoms. But Community had that, and it was awesome. And then Dan Harmon left the show in season four. Because apparently he was a prick to backstage and he was sexually harassing somebody and he NBC ultimately told him he had to leave and he left. And that's where the problems start because and without It shows Dan- <gasps> It shows It shows so fucking much. Cause Without Dan Harmon, the characters get reduced to basically being a parody of themselves. There's no seasonal story whatsoever. The weird and meta episodes that they try to do, like have been done in the past three seasons, are just not executed well. And they, because of how bad the show was and because Chevy Chase wanted to leave in season four, because he recognized without, even though Chevy Chase had like uh, problems with Dan Harmon, He recognized that the writing for season four was shit. And I think he decided to leave as well. But so because of that, I think it was that's why they put season four down to 13 episodes, because they didn't have enough money or viewers to keep it going for the full season. But then they brought Dan Harmon back for season five and six. And again, it's better than season four. But you could tell his heart's just not into it. He has no motivation to keep doing this besides getting to six seasons. Because probably because he was doing Rick and Morty at the time, and his his uh, priorities have changed.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: But man, and oh, it's it's so disappointing. Buzzword. Um, num- yeah number three. <laughs> it calms down. Uh, the CW superhero shows, or or the Arrowverse, as I'd like to call it, because I mm-hmm. like those shows. I thought the first two seasons of Arrow and The Flash were both really good, especially Arrow because it's a very, it took kind of a, not really a Dark Knight take, but it took one of its more lighthearted superheroes and really grounded it and had a really interesting form of storytelling with the flashbacks to the island and origin stories mixed in with the present. And it was a very good superhero show with its action and its storytelling and its villains. The flash the same in season one and two, but then in season three, it just it its downfall is just the fact that it's a CW show and CW like <laughs> apparently likes to focus so much on their teenage romance fucking stories or whatever, they and they, they do. do, and that's what the shows turn into. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, it's no longer about arrow or the flash it's about the flash and iris and arrow and felicity it's like no it's fucking not all right the interesting part oh god and yeah it's it just went down due to this due to poor writing for villains and, and side characters and terrible just storylines in general and one big giant reason why the flash is just had such a hard time it's fighting its way back up in season seven can comes down to one, literally, literally just just one line that was said in season four of The Flash. And Yasin has heard this line. I've told Yasin this line time and time again. I don't know if I've told Craig this line at all. Oh, God. But basically, and I, I'll go in a bit backstory here. But when season four of The Flash started, Barry had to leave and go into the Speed Force. So it was basically just team Flash working to protect Central City. Barry left Cisco in charge of Team Flash. But guess who was actually leading Team Flash? Iris, the reporter. Yeah. So when Barry comes back, Barry starts doing things his own way. And it's working. But Iris is mad because she's not included. So she turns to Barry (laughs) and she says, Barry, you are not the Flash we are the flash
2: no i'm the flash (laughs) we're my
0: friends (laughs) oh
2: oh,
0: oh. Oh, god you can have right you can have the flash with cisco with with iris with joe with everybody here and they're all team flash but iris there's only one flash i don't care if you're married to the flash i don't care if you're in a committed relationship where all decisions are made from the both of you you are not the Flash. You're not the Flash. You dumb bitch. And <laughs> oh, we're the Batwoman. oh, we're the, oh, we are the Flash.
1: Run around the world in a fucking nanosecond. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly, Iris. You are not the Flash because I can go back in time to a point where you never said that, and it would be the best timeline. <laughs> and Batwoman is also why CWs is shit. Um, what, Supergirl, what do you think
2: about Supergirl?
0: Girl's okay. It, it was okay. Season one was it was good, you know. Yeah. It's alright. But okay. like it's hard for Supergirl to be disappointing. I was never excited for it in the first place.
2: <laughs> um Disappointing. Dis- disappointing.
0: <laughs> was Number two The Office. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
0: Um The Office is somewhat the same for season for How I Met Your Mother, where it had good uh, good seasons one through seven but eight and nine were just terrible and it shows so much more than how i met your mother just because the, it's the same thing the characters are reduced back to basically one characterization of themselves uh andy's a dick in season nine jim and pam are completely unreasonable to each other in season nine yeah. and the forward trip in season eight just hurts storytelling in general and also season eight and nine is like where it stops becoming like a uh, mockumentary office about an office and it's just very unrealistic at points and it's not grounded enough uh I, it,
1: it gets more unrealistic but i would think that yeah they they already nuked I, the fridge at a, at a point earlier than that fair <laughs> enough okay when did the office nuke the fridge uh it's gotta be uh dwight shooting the fucking tranquilizer dart into stanley
0: <laughs> that was season eight. No, I know.
1: I know, but I was saying that, that's got to be the nuke the fridge moment.
0: That's the nuke the fridge moment. Yeah. yeah. Dwight shooting Stanley with nine, a, a
1: tranquilizer yeah. dart and dragging him down the stairs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I like well, it, but... I like they made us wonder if Pam was cheating on Jim with the sound mic guy. That was, that's my favorite part of the office. Yeah, so
0: God, weird. see how bad season nine is? <laughs> that was,
2: season nine had
0: three good episodes and that's the last three episodes because we were happy Because it. it's over yeah <laughs> um but it, but and a big reason why it's number two on this list why it's so high on this list is because it had a good ending it could have end it had an ending but it chose yeah. not to end so yeah. Right. yeah michael walks off onto the plane to be with holly end it there You can have Farrell be the boss of the office. I don't care. I don't need to see that. Michael's story is done. We're done. You could have even ended it in season six when Jim and Pam get married because that was like the main story of the show. Yeah. it there. There, Jim finally officially got the girl. Done. We don't need any more. You had two really good places to end and you decided not to. How long is this documentary? Nine Nine years. years. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Fuck. So disappointing. (laughs) There. um number one and i will say this um for those four shows i had uh uh points written down to help me memorize and keep me on a path for why these shows are bad oh. for this number one i don't have anything written down you're gonna Just do it, um, it live yeah do it, it live number one the most disappointing show of the decade the walking dead
2: there it is go off go
0: off oh man for a show that has like here's the thing the walking dead simple premise a simple premise where you can really dive into your characters and have a really good show about people living in the apocalypse and what it takes to live and survive in the apocalypse and season 1 and 5 did a really good job of showing that because season 1 was basically when they were at their best and they're just kind of learning this and season 5 is when they're at their worst and they really show that and why they're at their worst and everything besides that is trash it's <laughs> it's not okay, okay. It's, some stuff is good, <laughs> but it's not good. Okay?
3: Dom 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 Domgo Jesus Monko. Christ.
0: <laughs> like fuck's sakes, man. Like, honestly, the fact it, it's this too, it's based off a comic book. Alright? Yeah. Like, and you could say, but Arrow and the Flash are based off comic books. No. Their characters were based off comic books. This whole show, its plot, its story, is all based off one comic book. And they couldn't even, like, adapt it properly. It's, fuck me, man. And it's just, it comes down to points (laughs) of, of a lack of vision. A lack of vision for their show. And you see that in season two. They increased... Uh, the fucking episode count from 7 to 13, and they're like, oh, by the end of this season, we want to be here. What happens in between that? Oh, well, uh, well, uh, the, the girl gets lost, and they're looking for the girl, and that's how they meet Herschel. Yes. Uh, besides that, well, Shane and Rick have some conflict. Well, they always have conflict. Yeah, but they have more conflict. And then in the last episode, Rick kills Shane, and that's, yeah, that's season two for you. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, oh, uh, that's not a show died. jesus like honestly like the fact that there there's many storylines in here that that is good that really shows the the character development of especially a guy like daryl who's basically white trash when you first meet him and turns into a solid person yeah in in the last season right now but there's so many storylines B. I would call them Zed storylines because they have nothing to do with the, with the plot in the show and they don't take the characters anywhere. They don't. And it's trash. And, and the fact that the whole show has no direction for its show. The show should have ended in like season seven. And not not by like what's happened in the show. Season seven would have been a good place to end. No, with what you're taking from the comics to the show, seven seasons is literally as long as you should have gone. Honestly, yeah. honestly, you should not be on season 10 right now, especially when you kill off Carl in season eight. Literally, the whole comics, even though Rick's the main character, the comics is based around Carl and his experiences in this new world. Because we are basically Carl experiencing this new world and having new uh, like mindsets about this world. But the fact that the show killed off Carl as a plot device in season eight so that Rick will get more angry with Negan makes no sense to me. No sense. Oh, but Carl's letters are what changed Rick's mind to save Negan. Yeah, but Rick being the ultimate hero in the comics and realizing if we want to get back on track to our old world, I can't just murder this guy in cold blood. That's a lot better to me than my son died. (laughs) And it's the fact that his kid died... Which made the actor, not, not Andrew Lincoln, it's the fact that Carl died made Andrew Lincoln decide to leave the show because he realized, oh, well, the show's not going anywhere. Yeah. I I live in England. Why am I here for most of the time? All right, I'm moving back home. I'm done. I'm done. And because he decided to leave, the first half of season nine was great because five episodes were focused around the death of Rick Grimes and the other three were a rush to get to the whispers and it worked out great. And then the next half of the season happened and it was shit. Mm -hmm. It was shit. And, oh man, it's just, it's so fucking disappointing because you have this this blueprint to go awesome. And you can't (laughs) fucking follow it. And when you try to stay away with it, people, like, people say, well, at least it doesn't stay true. Like, at least it goes off from the comics and it's not a shot for shot remake. I'm like, yeah, it's not. But the shit that doesn't stay true to the comics is shit. It's not good. Because they're not creative enough to even do the shit from the comics with justice. Like, Jesus.
2: Disappointing. Yeah, did you ever get into The Walking Dead, Jason?
1: I watched the first, like, three episodes. Thought it was boring. Didn't continue.
2: Yeah, I never got into it because it looked so, like, formulaic to me. It was like, oh... Crew go somewhere. They stay there for a bit. Run in with another person. Conflict. Solve the conflict. Oh, no. The zombies caught up to us. Next spot. Yeah. Over and over, and over That's, over that's over.
0: literally the show. It's quite cyclical. Yeah. That's literally the show. With exception yeah, to season good. one and with exception to season five.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I never really got, got into it at all. Yeah,
0: fair. But no, I've same.
1: heard Dixie ever... talk about it enough that I feel like I know a lot about the show now.
0: <laughs> did you, uh did you ever get into the comics craig never no oh
2: they're so good did, they, did the show catch up to the comics and that's why they had to like
0: no uh, make their own way no no the show never caught up to the comics the comics ended uh last year or two years ago and the show's not even at the point has oh, the wow. show hasn't even started the final story arc where the comics ended
2: Okay, so it's not like a Game of Thrones thing. When did Go. When did
0: The Walking Dead
1: nuke the fridge?
0: Oh, fuck.
2: Is it when Glenn dies, but he didn't actually die, and then he's brought back, and then they kill him? <laughs>
0: it could be, yes. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of something before season five, but I can't really, because those seasons are just boring, and not a lot happens. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say, Glenn almost dying, the fake death of Glenn, and that happened like three times. He almost died like three times. That's yeah. the new the fridge. Yeah. yeah, fair. Because when they finally killed him, and he was and his you're death waiting death there to be sense. you're waiting there
1: like oh well is he?
0: Yeah, no. Get <laughs> Like,
1: like here, here's here's
0: the thing. Get out, In his first fake death, yeah. when we all thought he died he completed his story arc it was like oh he's dead but his story arc it makes sense but then he wasn't uh-huh. dead we were all happy and they did this three times they completed his story arc three times to the point where he would never actually died and then when he did die like it was for no reason it was to complete it was to start somebody else's story arc <laughs> like like he was doing nothing and then when he died i was like oh well at least they finally killed him off but everyone's like oh no <laughs> He was Glenn, though. You can't kill off Glenn. Not in that brutal way. It's like, who gives a damn about how brutal it was? They fucked it because they faked us out three times already. It's shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh. Those are my five most disappointing shows of the game. A good list. That's a good list. A good
2: list. Is, there, yeah.
1: is there any shows you'd add, Craig? Uh,
2: I don't got anything off the top of my head. The Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones is a big one for me. I actually haven't watched many, too many series. Fair. I don't watch a lot of TV. I guess I need
0: to do more of. I uh, could say, like, Archer wouldn't make the list, but I could say Archer has gotten a little disappointing. I just feel it's, it's ran its course Dexter by now.
1: Dexter's a good shout.
0: Fair. I heard Dexter gets pretty disappointed. Dexter,
1: Dexter died. <laughs> like, it was so good, it just died. <laughs> um, there's, there's, there's lots of shows. But that was yeah. a good list, Tix, and I, I appreciate your list. I appreciate your hard work. We appreciate your analytical, uh, uh, bananalytical mind. We, we love it. You know,
0: what and, passion. Passion. You know what the sad thing is? It's your passion. You the sad thing is? I still watch The Walking Dead. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> I've, I've, I've invested this much time into it. I can't just give up on it. I need to see how this thing ends. Yeah. I already know it's bad. It's not going to have a good ending, but it's just like I just need to see it end. Fair. It's it has to end.
1: So, that was your that was your first segment. What's your second segment? You got two segments second in a segment week. You fucking is, nuts.
0: Yeah. My second segment is something we did 2 years ago and it's do five wanna, garbage trends. Oh, Sorry? I guess we
1: I guess we started it now. I was going to say did we want to do that or did we want to do the one got to go first? But let's start
0: this Let's start this. Yeah, five yeah. garbage trends that we need to leave behind in 2021. Um, any off the top of your guys' head that you think might li- make the list? COVID. Uh
2: Celebrities thinking they can solve the world's problems through songs slash tweets. They could. They can keep that shit.
0: Not a bad show. Not a bad show. Gason.
1: Uh. Gasson. Uh. Maybe. Maybe. Simp culture. Simp culture can, Sim, can stay. Simp. Cult. Yeah or yeah. or oh and you know what no you know what could stay in 2020 i don't give a shit ratioed or didn't ask
2: ratioed stay i'm yeah. i'm
1: stay in 2020 i do not need that that kind of shit in the in, in yeah, 2021 i'm what, fuck i fucking that? hate it it's I'm on twitter on twitter on twitter anytime anybody or somebody posts something people will po- post like right under it ratioed and the goal is that you get more likes than the original post And so that's them getting ratioed, which means you you've beaten them, right? But people just but people do it for everything. Like it, they don't have a day off.
3: Like they don't have a day
1: off. Like I I was reading yesterday. um, This girl was talking about how uh, like as a celebrity, how she went through a very public breakup, and like you know, people because they're both celebrities that guys like fans have been like in her dms like damn it or like going at her and like like lying on her and telling her like she oh she's a cheat oh she's this even though that didn't happen they just like mutually split but it's like oh you're a whore you're this you're that and she was like talking about like the mental toll it was taking first comment ratio didn't ask (laughs) yeah i'm like fucking christ like have a day off
2: fail so it's just really embarrassing
1: yeah yeah it's dumb uh, i'm not with it
0: fair that's a good shout um number five on this list is brands capitalizing on traumatic issues
1: yeah that can, that's not <laughs> it's not really a 2020 trend but that is that is something that could stay let, let
0: this be the final year yeah. This, yeah, yeah honestly that'd be nice jesus christ <laughs> Can you think of any uh, explicit example from 2020? CNN Cause...
1: Black Lives Matter next to Madonna and Milk.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh however many
1: however many brands uh profited off of uh making cheap Black Lives Matter t-shirts uh that didn't yeah. that didn't donate to any uh funds. That didn't put
0: all proceeds or at least some proceeds yeah. to Black Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah.
1: Them yeah. uh let's go with uh I remember back in the day when uh Kendall Jenner solved world peace with Pepsi. A Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi. <laughs> I remember that one. Uh there's there's gotta be more. Come on, guys. Like don't don't the let example, me don't let me solo on this. Don't let me solo on this. The first example
0: they give here is the hashtag rip Mr. Peanut. I don't know if you guys yeah, remember R- that. R- Yeah, Mr.
1: RP Peanut Mr. Peanut.
0: Trending the same <laughs> week know. as Kobe and yeah. Gianna. Yeah. Then they also put Sonny D posting on Twitter, I can't do this Kobe anymore. Kobe and who? Gianna. Is oh,
1: oh, his daughter. Okay, yeah, Gianna. Oh, I, I, yeah. I thought you said Rihanna. I was like, why would Rihanna no.
0: be? Yeah, okay. I know his daughter.
1: Yeah, Gigi. Okay, got you.
0: Then the other one they have is Sonny D tweeting, I can't do this anymore, acting like they have mental health. Yeah. It's like, why?
2: Sis. Fuck it, stop.
0: For what? <laughs> For what?
2: as, like if, as if it's like suicidal yeah
1: like i, I can't <laughs> Sunny do, like what's D, the what in, in, the fuck man why
0: jesus like, christ the band of brands jumped on the wagon to give us oh moon pie replied saying what's going on Sunday so mood last night all good mp thanks for checking in i love you
3: <laughs> what the fuck
1: <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ That is fucking awful. (laughs) Vitamin
0: water tweeted, Tell me you drink vitamin water. That's it. I just need validation.
2: (laughs) Yeah, brands are fucking awful. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Wendy's is good. I liked Wendy's.
2: Wendy's. Oh, Wendy's Wendy's was the problem, though, because Wendy's did it well, so then every other brand. Everybody tried to do it. it. Oh, come on. And Wendy's,
1: I don't even think is that good anymore. Like, I don't think Wendy's is doing much now. Probably devolved.
0: Yeah. Razors is really good at you know tweeting the WWE. Yeah, they do a
1: good job. Yeah, Razors but... for sure does a good job.
0: Yeah, man, Sunny D and fucking fighting. That's water. awful. I can't Guys. believe
1: that Sunny D. Come on, man. I never really liked Sunny D in the first place, if I'm honest. So I it doesn't really affect me. It was too sweet for me. But fair enough. Yeah, but uh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that can anymore. Yes I, I'm answering yes that can stay in 2020 It yes. won't Why did they murder yes. Mr. Peanut like that And then they had Baby Peanut And I think that one also died
0: Probably I don't I remember. Think so. Um Number four Can we stop with the Babyfication of every other adult character So what Baby Groot, Baby Yoda yeah. Boss Baby, yeah. Baby, yeah. Baby Peanut snapchat's baby filter let's leave that in 2020 oh i fucking hate kids <laughs> jesus christ i don't i don't think it's it's kids and i think it's no, just you know I, I, brands I, using a cute baby to sell products i i marketing. can't stand yeah. fucking
1: babies like enough
0: <laughs> enough
1: i'm yeah yes yeah, yeah that I can keep stay it, keep it in yeah i agree
2: it's fucking dumb uh, it
1: number three. Me, uh, look at look at the bad mood I'm in now. You just brought all these fucking <laughs> stupid baby shit. Number three. Like, baby voice. <laughs> all these women doing these baby voices. Oh, uh, no. You're grown. About, Enough. About
0: baby Bell?
2: That's fucking awful. My sister worst does. Worst
1: cheese. The worst it is. Cheese. cheese. Um, I'm
0: trying oh, to think
1: of more babies. Baby Bell. Oh. It's mm. the worst cheese. That stupid fucking wax out... Ugh.
0: Yeah, yeah. What it's... about what about baby oil? You know, <laughs> no, nah, good, I, uh, I'm on the
1: coconut oil wave. If you know, oh, you fair, know. Fair, if fair. you, you know, you know.
0: Baby powder, though, you know.
1: I've never used baby powder a day in my
0: life. Oh, fair. All right. Um, number three: uh, overhyping and unreasonable expectations when it comes to our pop culture. Cyberpunk. So Why the examples... Who the fuck said
2: that? I Craig, don't, you got a, Craig, I, you got a, you got a bit of a exactly cough. I not exactly know what they I, were I, talking I, about. Yeah, I might be coming down with something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, then in their explanation, they say uh, basically how overhyped films like Avatar and La La Land are. Yes, Avatar was once the highest grossing film of all time, and La La Land uh, has the so, most Oscar nominations ever. What does that but, mean, though? Exactly, and that's what what's saying. Like, you can't use that as arguments for them being the best movies of all time because look how much shit they won, and look how is mu- anybody doing that? Itself. A lot of people give a lot of praise to Avatar, and I hate it. I like I Avatar. No, like no, I like, no, I I, a, I I like Avatar. Video game. No, not not that Avatar, the one with the blue aliens. Yeah, it's, it's got a banging. It's got a banging Box video art. game. I. It's I just was... a guy with a stick. <laughs> I was never the biggest fan of Avatar. I like the movie.
1: I I do like the movie itself. I think it's visually really stunning. I think it's visually really stunning. And I think that, again, simple plot moves in a simple way. Uh, Lots of references to uh, uh, First Nations people's struggles in America, which is really cool. Uh, But do I think it was like the movie of the decade? No.
0: No. Um, Craig, they also list video games. And this was made before I think a lot of these before these games came out video games. Well, no, no, they just they said video games that are overhyped. No Man's Sky Final Fantasy 14 and Cyberpunk 2077.
1: But those are on the, the 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 teams that made them. That's not really on the people.
0: But they're overhyping them, saying this game's going to be the best thing ever. Like, people did the same thing with The but that's Last 2. But that's because of the
1: marketing behind it.
2: No, but, like, the marketing teams are overhyping them. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. But I'm saying, like, that's
1: yeah. on the teams. It's not on the, like, individuals.
0: We're yeah. saying the same thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I'm talking to Dixon. I'm talking to Dixon. No, but people also
0: very, like, people were getting really hyped people for People buy Cyberpunk. into it. Yeah, yeah people buy, buy into, into, into the hype. It.
1: Yeah, I know. But I'm saying that
2: that's still on the teams. It's sixteen times the details. Shut up.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like no, it's not. <laughs>
0: um Yeah, yeah but, but but
1: um no, I'm gonna I I'm gonna agree. say no. That can I know. continue.
2: Leave your shitty business practices. No, the past. reason
1: I'm gonna say no is because marketing is marketing. That's how you market things. You build a buzz. That's how
2: you get lawsuits for N- false advertising. No,
1: I didn't say we didn't say false advertising. We said overhyping. There, there's a difference. No, no, no. But yeah. people
2: are literally getting sued for it. Cyberpunk CD Projekt actually getting sued for it for yeah. fault.
1: But that's for false advertising, not just for over-hyp- yeah, like, as like overhyping.
2: Like, like overhyping.
1: Oh, overhyping. Yeah, I know. As a part of their overhype but not just for overhyping. I'm saying that marketing, uh, for example. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was marketed with the fact that it got that 12-minute standing ovation at the Cannes Film Festival.
0: Well, I actually never saw like a trailer or an advertisement for but again, that with that.
1: But again, a lot of people, that's why a lot of people were let down by Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because they went in expecting the greatest movie of all time, as people had said. Right as well, the team yeah, had said, it was as just the that. I
0: also I also think it was based off. It's a Tarantino movie, and people were expecting like so much gore and violence because apparently that's all Tarantino is known for, which it's not. No, uh, no. Going exactly into the movie, watch
2: Sharon Tate get murdered, and, the, and there was no Sharon no, Tate. No, <laughs> but <murdered. laughs> yeah. wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. The thing is, this is what I'm saying. I was I was around for this lead up. The, everybody was okay. talking about the fact that it was the highest rated movie in IMDb history. That's what everybody was talking about. IMDb. Yeah. It was the only movie that was at like an, like I think it was like at a 9.5 or a 9.6. That's the highest rating. Yeah. (laughs) Like it was like, it was like the highest rated movie in like IMDb history. It had this 12 minute long Cannes Film Festival standing ovation. All of the trailers, every single trailer had a a quote up saying this, uh, at nine movies in, this is Tarantino's masterpiece. Yeah. That's true. all of them were saying that. So that's why. But it's all marketing. It drew people to go watch the movie. People watch the movie. And it's on the people themselves to go in with an open mind. If you don't go in with an open mind, I would say that that's something that could stay in 2020 is people buying into people's business practices. But the business practices can continue for, for me. Oh Yeah. That's what I'm
0: saying. It's the people that buy into them. And it's when the people buy in, they're also overhyping it to their friends. And it just becomes the crowds because it's not just marketing. Yeah, but they're not. But they're they're not part of the business solely off the movies and mediums, the medias themselves. They hear it from their friends or the people around them.
1: But we're arguing different things now. I'm saying the business practices, the business practices can stay. I said yeah. that people themselves buying into what businesses are doing in 2020, whether it's overhyping, whether it's them being like, we fight the good fight. We're part of you. We're one with you. We are all uh, individuals and th- buying into that. Like it's 2021 now. We got to learn.
2: Yeah, that's true. It's all bi- fair. Yeah. I think, I think this year has really proven that people are fucking stupid. Yeah. And can't be trusted. That's so true. they're gonna buy into whatever they read. So I think part of it does fall on the But it's tradition.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
1: I'll I'll disagree on the on the premise that I think that businesses marketing their business in whatever way you've spent all this time, all this money into making what you have done. You have every right to market your film any way that is faithful to your movie or your uh, game or your whatever. So uh, Dixon raised his hand, yes, Dixon. Dixon raised his hand, Craig.
0: Let me go back Uh, to the title. Overhyping and unreasonable expectations when it comes to our pop culture. So that's on the people. Yeah, but then, but that's why I'm
1: saying the business practices is something that we weren't like. I don't know where this came from. Like, we're not talking. You started it. No, no, it got started. No, it got started from
0: more on the advertising. That's more on the media.
1: No, I was saying that the examples of cyberpunk, the examples of what was the other ones, Avatar and La La Land.
2: Yeah. I said those. No Man's Sky.
1: No Man's Sky. These are on like these examples are on the people. There are examples, or sorry, these are examples that are on the business. There are examples that are on the people though. Number one, number one, 2014 Forest Hills Drive. People overhype the shit out of that album. It's a good album, but it's not anything like amazing. But people overplay and overhype the the lengths that album goes to. That is a thing that's there, right? Another one. I do I and by the way, all these albums that have been singing are overhyped, I still like these albums, just don't get me wrong. Marshall Mathers LP is another one. A, yeah. a great album, a great introductory piece to Eminem, but it's not the greatest rap record in, in the history of the world. But it is very, it is still a very good record. But to put this on it, that's on the people. But I'm saying I don't think Cyberpunk is an example like that. I don't think No Man's Sky is an example Cyberpunk like that. Is. I don't think Avatar or uh, La La Land is. I think a better example would be like Last of Us Part Two. I think the yeah. way that certain people attach to that game... And like yeah. peddle their like unreasonable, unrealistic uh uh thinking verbiased. we're being a
0: sequel about Joel and Ellie. Not well and there's not, that.
1: There's that, but also I mean like peddling out this idea that like this was the greatest thing in the world by far. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Like yeah. that I can agree with, where it's like, yeah, leave that, leave that in the past.
2: I'd yeah, say it's cyberpunk and no man's sky are business. Or more, it's more fault of the business than the people. That's what I
1: said. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was I saying guess. I was saying that all those movies. That, that's why I said yeah. that I don't agree. When the reason I went into the business thing wasn't because of the take. I said those four well, examples, examples. Aren't, aren't a good example of the take. Oh, because those all four of those things are on the business side.
0: Fair. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where where there are examples that are on the people side that would fit this take that i yeah. that i was giving now oh, yeah. okay. so I i'll see. say given the examples i disagree but if we're gonna talk about the actual premise i do agree
0: all right and i agree I like that. that i agree with the essence take yeah. thank you on the take itself i'm a wise <laughs> man <laughs> um number two making social media the same across all platforms
1: oh yeah where oh, everything has reels and stories yeah. and uh real fleets?
0: stories whatever yeah. Like, yeah the the hum- I, I, I
1: it's such a weird one because I'm like that's not really a trend, it's just the way things are like <laughs> moving, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. But no like identity I, I hate that's... I hate the fact that social media is becoming like so homogenized. I do hate that. I
0: know. Yeah. Like there's no difference anymore. I remember I remember when there was a clear difference between Instagram and Snapchat, where Snapchat, if you screenshotted someone's photo, they wouldn't know, you know? Like if <laughs> uh <laughs> Wait, wait. But yeah, you know, I I miss those days. Why'd you go with that example? (laughs) What What made you go with that (laughs) verse? But yeah, it's all it's all just becoming the same now, which fucking yeah, I'd I'd agree
1: with that. I'd agree with that. It's not going to, but I do agree with that. I I I wish that they would just all start to like take it upon themselves to like differ from each other and like
2: no identity in them anymore.
1: Yeah.
0: Can we stop? Number one, can we stop falling for all the same hoaxes and conspiracy theories over and over? And the example they give is from uh, on 2020 on February 10th was the day where the Earth is in a special gravitational pull that if you place a broom down, it'll balance perfectly because we all
1: we all set our brooms upright and and coronavirus happened. We were we were summoning something. Yeah, that's what happened.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh yeah, I'm done with I'm done with anything that is a uh, mass thought anymore because um if we can all set a broom upright uh on a day but we can't all wear masks. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. I'm done Honestly. with I'm done with mass thought. Mass thought's over. Culture is dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh,
0: I guess. Yes. Apparently in 2015 there was a zero gravity day. That we'd all experience the ma- magic of weightlessness that comes with zero gravity on a specific day, and apparently people were actually believing in that.
1: I mean, did they Someone jump off of things?
0: I don't know. I think it, it was revealed on April Fools that it was all just a joke. But Jesus Christ! Like, people yeah, this shit needs to stay in the past. I, <clears> throat> but throat> I yeah. guess, but but to be fair, I don't want it to stay in the past because it's fun to laugh at idiots.
2: That's fair.
0: Where no, are we going to get I...
1: America's funniest home videos from?
0: Yeah, when when somebody's exactly. balancing a broom or or jumping off a couch and falling because there is gravity, you know, where <laughs> like that's hilarious. Yeah,
1: yeah when they jump but off yeah. of a bridge and they realize halfway down that gravity is still intact. Exactly. Where's the, where's the humor in that?
0: Yeah, honestly, well no, the humor them. is very clear, but um <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's percent true. Though that shit needs to stay in the past. What am I doing on the soundboard? Those are, sound are the board. five. Those are the five trends <laughs> that stay in 2020. Do it manually one.
2: <laughs>
1: it's worth it yeah. too. Every now and yeah, then. Yeah,
2: those those can all those can all stay. I
1: agree. All right, Yassin. That We're on to you, brother. Are we on to me? We're on uh, to you. Uh, okay, <laughs> we're on to me now.
0: It's Brothers. my
1: turn. It's the tarm time. <laughs> it's not. Uh, <laughs> one one one. Uh, um uh um. What were we doing? <laughs> one, gotta
0: one, go. one, gotta one gotta
1: go. One gotta go. Get
0: your, get your, uh, uh yeah. No. One 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 gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> one one gotta go. Now we'll make, it when, we'll make it when we're
1: we'll make it when we're all in the same room again.
0: All right. Yeah, yeah. that that will
1: well, we'll make it then and we'll make it good. We do it next time? We do it right. Do it right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, um 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 on today's one got to go segment, uh the three of us will be discussing a Ooh. very interesting topic of conversation I don't I don't know where I'm going with this uh we were just talking earlier about um marketing and shit like that so but we and I referenced uh uh, Quentin Tarantino's movie in that vein we're gonna do a one gotta go with Quentin Tarantino movies Ah, what a roundabout way of getting there so in this week's episode of One Gotta Go, of course the uh, I should probably say the rules. That's how I do this. One gotta go. <laughs> I provide a topic of conversation. Uh, in there, in this topic, you will get four th- examples of it. Only one can. Or no, only three could stay, one must leave, can never be seen again, and we have to come to a consensus between the three of us of which one has to go. If we have time at the end, maybe we will also discuss which one would have to stay. The topic of conversation this week is Quentin Tarantino movies. The four movies up for competition are Pulp Fiction, Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: And one's got to stay this time. No, one has to go. Got to go if you have time.
1: One gotta go, Dixon. It's the same every week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. One gotta go. *Pulp Fiction*, Django, *Inglorious*, and *Once Upon a Time*. Yes. It's got to be *Once Upon a Time*, right?
2: That's what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: also what I'm thinking.
0: Like I'm trying to think. Well, honestly, let me let me do
1: a rundown. Let me do a rundown of all the films so that we can jog yeah. our memories and have this conversation. Uh Pulp Fiction in 1994 release. Excellent uh time warping blending narrative that uh many have tried to imitate and none have been able to duplicate. Uh Jules, mm-hmm. Vincent, mm-hmm. Mia Wallace, uh Butch, <coughs> uh, uh, uh 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 the what's what's uh Zed, Zed Zed's Z Z's baby. Uh, Marcellus Wallace? Marcellus Wallace, that's it. Marcellus Wallace. Uh, so many amazing, Dang. The Wolf, like just amazing yeah. uh, uh, personality after amazing personality after amazing personality driving this uh, uh, fiction of the pulp, of course, pulp being a, a type of film and the fiction that goes along. No, pulp is the type of reality, I believe. And it's yeah. like the fiction that we all live within, within the pulp. I might be wrong on that. I remember it was something like that. So that's that. Next, Inglorious Bastards, uh, one of, if not the best World War II movie ever made, uh, uh, featuring Brad Pitt, Christoph Waltz with the performance of A Lifetime as Hans Landa. You've got, um, oh, what's her name that plays uh, Shoshana?
0: Oh, God. Melanie it. Laurent.
1: Melanie Laurent, who does a great job. Uh, we've got, I can't remember who plays um, uh, Bridget von Hammerschmark. I can't remember who plays her, but she oh, yeah. also killed it. Uh, the bear Jew. And, you know, <laughs> ev- everybody fucking murders their part in this movie as well. Funny, a funny movie about World yeah. War II, which I don't think is any th- something that had been done prior to. Uh, I think everything was always just dark, grim, and like upsetting when it came to that. And Tarantino took it in a whole other direction. Uh, then you got Django Unchained, story of of a slave turned uh uh what's the word <coughs> bounty, hunter. bounty hunter? Yeah, a slave turned bounty hunter ag- alongside again. You guessed it, Christoph Waltz as Dr. <laughs> King Schultz. Uh, you know this absolute. Just beast of a bounty hunter taking Django along to find his long lost wife. Um, oh, Django and uh. Oh no, what's her name?
2: Griselda? or is that the story they tell? Oh, Brumhilda.
1: Brumhilda, yes, Brumhilda. Brumhilda. Uh, and again, great performances all throughout. Jamie Fox was great. Christoph Waltz was great. Leonardo DiCaprio, for the first time in fifteen years, being an antagonist. Yes. Like yeah. uh Killed. Samuel L. Jackson was great. And fucking uh I can't remember who played the the brothers, the three brothers, but they were all also great. Um yeah, nothing but great things across that movie as well, and finally, once upon a time in Hollywood, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt—a dream combination of actors—put together for I believe the first time they've ever they'd ever been together I in a so. role, as well Margot Robbie, who we all love, telling the story of the dark, grim day behind uh, the Sharon Tate murders. Except not really, because it's honestly a story about Rick Dalton and the experience of Rick Dalton going forward Uh in the in his life of Hollywood becoming the aging actor that doesn't feel like he has it anymore uh you know watching Hollywood pass him by in the late 60s as Hollywood started moving out of the you know super uh clean cut cowboy era and him having a hard time adjusting to the next era of film coming up more shaggy more you know uh hippie-ish uh as as he would say um failing to adjust to the times going to Italy, finding that spark back in him. Cliff Booth being the actual Weston action hero to Rick Dalton's technical stuntman of trying to play up to being the big guy. Um, Yeah, yeah, an absolute masterclass of storytelling, an absolute masterclass of dialogue and pacing and character building and world building. Only one of these four movies uh, is going. Which one is it, boys?
0: It has got. Oh, I stick
2: with Once Upon a Time.
0: Yeah, it's got to be though. But like, here's but it's the so thing. hard to
2: argue the differences
0: between. Yeah, because it's it is incredible in storytelling. It might be my favorite Tarantino film. But when you look at what the film represents compared to a Django or even a Pulp Fiction or a, an Inglorious Bastards, I believe. Argue you your least favorite one. My least favorite one
1: just for conversation's sake
0: like argue which one I don't think should go or no,
1: your least favorite movie because yeah, you said once upon a time might be your favorite movie on the list, just argue for your least favorite oh, for man. purposes of conversation because I would also say once upon a time in Hollywood but there's no but there's no conversation in there or there's no conversation agreed. in there, but knowing that once yeah. upon a time in Hollywood is Dixon's favorite. I'm gonna just put it on you to to switch your answer.
0: All right, glorious bastards has to go. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
1: Fuck it! Fuck it! I Heaven didn't expect that. I, ex- ex-
2: I didn't expect that. <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck it! For conversation, let's say let's say a Django goes for conversation. Oh, Craig's racist. Django goes. See, to, that's why I, I didn't I, say. If I want revenge, if I want you know to see bastards get killed, I'll watch *The Kill Bills*. I'll watch *Inglorious Bastards*. I have the fantasy, I guess, given to me in other Tarantino movies.
1: I think yeah. it's different though, I've, because Django. The the
2: reason that Django has to
1: stay on this list. Uh, actually, you know what? Fuck it. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood goes. Which one stays? Okay, okay. Well,
2: we've all agreed Once Once a yeah,
1: Time. Yeah, I think this will be a better conversation. Which one, Which one stays?
0: Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction stays, guys. Come on. It's it's it's. I, I you guys
2: love pulp. I really don't love pulp as much as you guys love pulp. Yeah, so Craig's, like for, Craig. Craig, no. but Craig
1: also thinks Nemo should go out of fucking Nemo goes. out yeah, of Nemo a Pixar good. film. Uh, four. go back a couple episodes to find scuba. that. I could just go scuba This guy's and an idiot. I'll go. Room. Which one stays?
0: Jeez.
1: I'll go Django.
0: Django stays.
1: Django has to stay, and I'll explain why.
0: I don't know, though. I explain why. Explain why. No, I'm Django waiting for Craig to, to
1: make his decision.
0: Okay. Django are bastards?
2: So fucking tough. Oh my god.
1: Craig, if I would have replaced, a... if I would have replaced <coughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Kill Bill, would you have changed your answer?
0: Oh, Kill Bill goes. Yeah, Kill Bill. Kill still would... Kill Bill, still goes Kill Bill really. would go.
1: Kill Bill would go, but I know like, Craig Kill loves is Kill a, Bill. To me,
0: Kill Bill is a lot easier than Once Upon a Time.
1: Yeah, that, no, that's why I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in <laughs> yeah. here, but I because I know Kill Bill would automatically go, but uh, yeah, but Obviously. but I know that that's Craig's like favorite Tarantino film. They're my
2: they're my two favorites. Yeah, yeah I love Kill Bills. Yeah. <laughs> God, they're so good I'm, like, I'm gonna say I'm
0: gonna say Bastard Stays mm, Okay, now okay. we've got A
1: conversation on our hands
0: We're gonna come what to a say? consensus Are you saying pulp? I said Django
1: I'm saying pulp Stays Dixon I'm saying
0: pulp, pulp Stays we, we all have different answers Yeah, yeah. Now
1: we have a conversation On our hands Who wants to go first? Let's let let's start with Dixon
2: Um, Cause I'm gonna anchor
1: this And I'm gonna convince everybody
0: I think <laughs> This is where our dogs Was too <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, that's why I said. Oh, Rest sorry,
1: Dogs yeah, Reservoir Dogs is his first, yes.
0: And even yeah. though Technically. I haven't seen it yet, but apparently it's a great movie. It is. I think Pulp Fiction is what really showed everybody what Quentin Tarantino can do. That's, like, the Tarantino movie to me. And just with the storytelling and the pacing and just the, the fucking, I don't want to say time travel, but the way they the sequencing. go... Sequencing of Great. the stories and splitting them into that part—it's such a, a, a not intriguing. what well, is intriguing. I'm trying to think of a word. I can't think of words. I'm not very wordy. Um, but it's it's such a cool way to it's a cool way to shoot a film. It's what Yas cool said at the start. <laughs> yeah, you know, such a cool way to shoot a film and, and and to portray a story. And I don't think that can go under any circumstance. No Man. matter how good Django or Inglorious is, I don't or think Once Upon a Time. Or once upon a time, I don't think you can take those movies over Pulp Fiction.
1: Fair. Craig, give me your reasoning for Inglorious Bastards.
0: I
2: think Inglorious Bastards is such like a masterclass in like creating like a perfect villain of uh, like shooting suspense, writing suspense. I think like it's dialogue is like while Pulp has like great dialogue, very like Hope <sighs> has very just like casual conversation that makes its characters feel very real yeah. and like lived in, and it's fantastic. I find the conversations in Bastards to be so like gripping to where you're just like you're hanging on like every word, waiting for like shit to go like tits up. You're waiting for like everybody to fucking die because someone did three the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're so invested in every second of Bastards that, like, I think it's it's too, like, perfect to go. I can't think of, like, a bad part of Bastards or a part where I was, like, disengaged. Yes? Yeah.
1: Here's my take. Okay. Pulp Fiction is the best Tarantino movie. Interesting. Okay. Inglorious Bastards... Well, yeah, Inglorious Bastards is the best written Tarantino movie. Because the thing is that, like the like we were talking about, how you were talking about the gripping nature of that dialogue, the heavy handedness that comes with that uh, conversation. Uh, yeah. Uh, what happened to Craig? Is Craig still here?
0: He's still here. I mean, He's still
1: here. Okay. Cool. Cool. The things like they teach that opening scene of Inglorious Bastards, like week yeah. one of film school, to like show you this is exactly <laughs> how you set a film up, right? That, yeah. that whole thing with Monsieur Lapidite on the farm and all this kind of shit, right? And like the, yeah. the, it establishes the Christoph Waltz character as like, this is somebody to be feared. Cause we don't see this nigga again until we see Shoshana in the fucking restaurant and we know how yeah. dangerous he is. That's how <sighs> good that piece is. Yeah. Pulp fiction is the best Tarantino film, and Glorious Bastards is the best written Tarantino film. Django is the most necessary Tarantino film and I will hang my hat on that. Django Unchained is the one movie, the one premise that is so necessary for an entire ethnicity race of people that the other two just I aren't. Was to go here. <laughs> Django <laughs> we like like black people I colored know. people whatever never got their good story there's n- okay. they never got that you go and watch the other ones you get fucking depressing ass like roots you get fucking like like uh all all these like super slave. just all these d- yeah 12 years of slave and selma and all these depressing ass like movies yeah django is the first one where it like gives them a story of like we got on the horse, we punched him in the mouth, we blew up the slave house, and we fucking rode off yeah. with our lady. Pulp fiction doesn't do that. And Glorious Bastards doesn't do that. And Glorious Bastards doesn't does more do does it more than than uh um does Pulp it more fiction. than Django. But the thing is that Jewish people have the actual story of Hitler getting fucking, you know, caught up in like his in his cupboard and having to yeah, fucking blow his own himself. brains out. He wasn't but, riddled with the but gun. you can really see when they won the war and when they won the war and were freed. Like yeah, there is no story for slavery. There is no story for slavery. The story you have is Django. You go and see Django, and you go and watch this guy on his horse, blowing up the place, freeing all the slaves, letting them run free, go up north because you can go and buy your freedom in a different place. That's the way that, it, that's the story you
2: get. That's why. Because like, how do you argue against that? That's, it's, it's
0: not something I can really argue against. I
2: can't
1: argue. The, because the, again, <laughs> I prefer, and I think that the other two are better films. This is, movie needs to stay it needs to be here for 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 you know uh the historically disenfranchised it needs to, it needs to stay here for black people that black story needs to be told
2: that's true i know but it's like you, it's it's hard to like because like, it's like you said you're like these are better movies than Django. yeah, yeah they're know. better ma- like they're like better
1: movies oh yes, wins.
0: Where's but Gino the thing is the also fiction and that could have been it that could have been. He didn't need to make another one, and that would have been my next argument. But you just won the argument. <laughs> no, but
1: you're right. You're right. Pulp, but also without Pulp Fiction, you don't get Django.
0: Yeah. Right. That's true. But, but you. But that's not necessarily saying. Oh, but. But Pulp in Fiction this argument, yeah, because you need Django. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, "Oh, Pulp Fiction stays," so we can get Django. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a bit of a weird argument.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: because Django wouldn't be there, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I think that's where I think Django has to stay. I think the other two movies are brilliant. Obviously, they're two of, if not my top two favorite movies outright is Inglorious Bastards and Pulp Fiction. That's my genuine opinion. Like they are genuinely my two favorites. However, the the one that's got to stay for me would have to be Django at the end of the day. And it's such a great movie as well. You never get is, to see you movie. never get to see Samuel yeah. L Jackson in a role like that. You want a role like Pulp Fiction? There's other Samuel L Jackson's movies you could see where he has a role like Pulp Fiction. Not the same dialogue, yeah. but like a similar role, <laughs> yeah. right? Obviously. Right? Yeah. There's there's stuff like that. You don't get to see Samuel L Jackson as a uh, fucking what's his name? Uncle Tom. No, that's not. No. His, yeah, what's, what's his, his name?
0: name? Um uh, Mr. Uh,
2: something with a W. Uh, no,
1: no. There's Calvin uh, then, Candy. Is Le- is Leonardo it? DiCaprio? In... Uh, What's his uh, name? What was... Samuel uh, Jackson. Uh, Django.
0: Samuel. Nope, that's his. Re- that's his real <laughs> that's,
1: that's name.
2: That's
0: <laughs> name. I sure, know I it. Just, are you sure Tarantino just just was lazy and said, "John, you're Samuel"? No, it's not wow. Samuel.
1: It's it um, I can't remember.
0: Mr Uh
1: Steven. Steven Yeah, Steven. You never Please. see Samuel Jackson like he is as Steven. You never get to see that. Right? Yeah. Uh Jamie Foxx in his best role period. King Shult- the King Schultz versus Hans Landa debate is still up in the air. I would say Hans Landa, but it's up in the air. that's uh, first as to which that- he has oh. more scream time though as Schultz, which is a factor. For sure.
0: And that's that's also a big cost with keeping pulp fiction you're losing yourself of uh Christoph Waltz for sure which is just a mad thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> um who do you think was a better villain though? Was it do you think Hans Landa or Steven?
1: Oh, Steven. Yeah. Steven by far. God. Yeah. Hans
0: Landa was a villain you loved, especially to hate, if you know Steven especially if you know you
1: hate. Especially if you know like the history behind like stephen's role as a slave yeah. like as like like in in a slave establishment if you know the history behind what he was doing yeah jesus yeah. christ like he's a horrible person right yeah. of course not say that hans land is an angel like he was no. he was <laughs> murdering jews you by the you He no, he's a
0: detective he was a detective a damn he, good detective man, he doesn't murder
1: but the thing is that Hans Landa, and this might just be because it's Christoph Waltz, Hans Landa is too endearing. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Oh, Hans Landa
1: is like, too endearing. He's fucking around
2: with them in their accents. Yeah. was like, I'll say it again. <laughs>
1: yeah, like he's 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 a love. He seems like a lovely guy outside of the the SS uniform. That's the, outside, that
2: is the Jew hunter. Yeah, that's a bingo. He but he doesn't like the, the Jew Hunter. It's
1: yeah,
0: like, okay. <laughs>
1: exactly. Very weird. Yeah. yeah. But um, so what are we? Are we agreeing? Are we agreeing? Django stays then.
0: Yeah, I guess Django stays. Yeah.
1: yeah. You guys don't sound enthused about it. Well,
0: <laughs> no, cause, cause it's weird, because like like we cause it's, like we because it's not because it's me, not I, your I story. Would've, I would have been the enthused. weakest of the three, but like it's because <laughs> it's not your people's story.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> it's you know it's
0: less satisfying. Realized, like other arguments. Yeah. Rats, we've won, been ousted and again. Then, and then you brought that in and won, <laughs> then I would be fine. But you just went for that first and you didn't give us the satisfaction of at least having a little bit of a win. It's well, not even
2: that. It's just a, like <laughs> just a, <laughs> that's like, it for me, it's been agreed it's the weakest of the three, but like it's because yeah. like it, it's too it like is. significant. It's too
1: necessary. Like that's yeah. also why in that list of Inglorious Bastards, Pulp Fiction, uh Django, and Once Upon a Time, 100%. if Once Upon a Time was Kill Bill. I would have a big conversation for Kill Bill going. Like, I don't know if I would be able to just outright say Kill Bill could go. Because really? I feel like women need that movie. Like, I feel like that is Absolutely. the most women-empowering movie ever made. Like, no other movie has done as faithful of a job of, like, women can do what the men do but better as that movie no, does. That, because they that, don't... Captain Marvel. They don't, they don't <laughs> shove the it down knows. your throat, right? Like, like yeah. he's just like, these are badass women that are fucking everything up. That's all it is. Yeah. Like that is a very necessary movie. Women need that movie. So in yeah. that list, if if it was Kill Bill, I might have to go Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Which is nuts. I'd have to but I'm like I can't it would be between Pulp Fiction and Inglorious for me. And those are my two favorite movies on the list. <laughs> um uh... God damn it. Why are your best movies, Tarantino, so unnecessary? <laughs> yeah. Why, why
0: <laughs> I shouldn't
1: say that. that. <laughs> Inglorious Bastards isn't unnecessary. I just don't think it's as necessary. And that could just be biased. That could just be biased, but.
0: Sure.
1: But, yeah. But, Yeah,
0: Django stays.
1: Django stays. All right. Uh, I would have
0: argued for Kill
2: Bill. Yeah. If it was on the list, yeah.
1: Yeah. But, um. Because
2: I fucking love Kill Bill. One and two.
1: Mm hmm. Uh, with that being said, that was, that was one got to go. I, or I guess one got to stay, technically. Yeah. We did one got to go. Which, we talked about it from <laughs> Yeah, because it, it was once upon a time. Like, no question. I was yeah. just, I would, the, the only, re- like, I, I had this where I was like, oh, this could be a conversation. Because I was like, I'm pretty sure it's once upon a time. But I know it's Dixon's favorite, so maybe he'll argue for it. But I think he knew. Like, oh, yeah. I, it's dead I out. Yeah. Like, Damn. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. uh with that being said, I think we're at the end of the pod. Right? Yeah. So yeah. uh it is December 30th. It is uh almost we're almost finally out of the year of our Lord twenty twenty, and we're approaching twenty twenty one. Uh and with that being said, it's time to end my lists. So
0: yay. I mean you're doing your list, not yay, your lists are ending
1: because we love you so we are capping off my year we're capping it off no cap but we are capping it off no cap uh with my top 50 albums of 2020 of course i've done my mini album reviews all throughout the year huh
0: how many albums have there been in 2020
1: at least 50 (laughs)
0: Not fair okay yeah.
1: yeah at least 50 but yeah we're gonna do my top 50 albums of the year of course i'm gonna start off uh not talking as much about each individual album but as the further we go along i'll get more and more in depth as to why they place uh where they place if there's any questions at the end which i don't think there will be because i don't think you guys have listened to many of these albums if any at all
0: uh hey. i'm open to it
1: uh so before I have a
0: question right now yes can we pause the pod for a second why Cause I gotta pee. And if I don't go in the next five minutes, I'm going to piss my pants. Go. Go. Oh gosh. Do you want yeah, me to, do you want me to pause like, it?
2: Doing his to pause the pod. Yeah, we'll pause
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> One second. Dixon's gotta pee. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back, or I guess, uh, I'm back by myself here to do my top 50 albums of 2020. Uh, The reason being this is being filmed in post pretty much or recorded in post uh, for you listening with audio Uh, because I did it uh, one time during the podcast. I felt uh, it just got a bit too long-winded and stuff. So now I'm doing it again. Uh, I'll make it more concise. I'll make it more, you know, entertaining for all of you who perhaps may not know any of these albums. So this is Without further ado, my top 50 albums of 2020. Before I get into my 50, though, I'm going to start off with some honorable mentions. I want to give an honorable mention to, uh, let's go with Folklore by Taylor Swift. Um, we're, Yeah, Folklore by Taylor Swift. Lasque no iban a salir by Bad Bunny, the B-sides record from his Yo hago lo que me de la gana. Uh, Lyrics to Go Volume 1 by of the Friend. Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke, A Written Testimony by J. Electronica, It Is What It Is by Thundercat, Shabrang by Sev Deliza, Grime MC by JME, El Android by El Alpha, 31520, that untitled piece by uh, Childish Gambino, Dinner Party by Terrace Martin, Robert Glasper, Ninth Wonder, and Kamazi Washington. And uh, for one final one, there's this other record. What's it called? Sorry about this. It's Lil June Afropunta. I know that much. Yeah, Afropunta 2 Diversity by Lil June Afropunta. So with that being said, let's get into my top 50 albums. The way I'm going to do it is I'm going to read out uh, my numbers 50 through like 11 pretty much. And then the top 10, I'll like get more into. I might give some little side pieces on the side just uh, in case I want to talk about the record. Anyways, let's go. Starting with number 50. Uh, it might be a bit of a controversial choice for some of you, but I don't care. I listen to it a whole bunch. At number 50, I'm going with Dissimulation by KSI. At number 49, I'm going with Mystic Familiar by Dan Deacon. Number 48, I'm going with Miss Columbia by Lido Pimienta. Number 47, I'm going Shore by the Fleet Foxes. Number 46, uh, a great... Um, covid lockdown reflection piece uh from that time period how i'm feeling now by charlie xcx number 45 a great record from an up-and-coming canadian hip-hop metal type artist who uh, i thankfully found through anthony fantano shouts out to anthony fantano who does not need a shout out from me but it's god has nothing to do with this leave him out of it by backwash at number 44 I'm going with uh, American Head by The Flaming Lips, their best record in about 15 years. Thank you uh, for giving us American Head, uh, Flaming Lips. Number 43, a great collaborative record, Spilligion by The Spillage Village. At number 42, I'm going with Heaven to a Tortured Mind by Eves Toomer. At number 41, I'm going with uh, Songs by uh, Big Thief's uh, Adrienne Lenker. Number 40, I'm going, uh, I couldn't divide the two, so I put them both here. It's the Untitled series, uh, Black Is and Rise by the mysterious uh, UK collective Salt. No one knows who's in it. We All we know is that they made two great records uh, with excellent reflections uh, on the Black Lives Matter movement in this year and the, and the history of the movement throughout time. It's a great, great, great uh, pair of records from Salt. At number 39, a great jazzy record uh, made, I believe, all in her house, Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple. It was Pitchfork's Pitchfork's first 10 out of 10 record in 10 years since Kanye uh, West's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and that's great. And I originally was super high on this record. It was actually number one early in the year. But the thing is that this album didn't grow on me in the way that I wanted it to or that I thought it would. Um, so it does place at 39 because especially there's a couple tracks that are very cool ideas, but they may uh, be songs that could have been fleshed out a little more, but the album is still incredibly daring and it's still incredibly brilliant, hence why it's at number 39 in a great year for music. Great uh, stuff from you, Fiona Apple. At number 38, I'm going with Eastern Medicine, Western Illness by the producer Preservation, uh, a great hip-hop record made uh, out of Chinese... Uh, vinyls, I believe he 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 just found all these vinyls in like this Chinese vinyl store somewhere, and he just chose to sample all of them into this record. Eastern medicine Western illness by preservation is absolutely fantastic and number thirty seven is song machines season one strange times by gorillas, great fun record from gorillas here number thirty six um a pretty much a save the best for last type record. It's no pressure from Logic, his farewell, uh, his farewell record, as he has chosen to retire. Uh, for now, I guess we say, because we don't know what happens in the music industry. But if this is the way he's going out, it was a great record from Logic. My favorite record from him in about seven years. Um, at number 35... Oh, crackles, crackles, crackles. At number 35... Come on. There we go. Jesus Christ. At number 35, I'm going with Women in Music Part 3 by Heim. At number 34, I'm going with Lulu by Conway the Machine and The Alchemist. At number 33, I'm going with one of the most experimental uh, albums I may have ever listened to in my entire life. It's The Consuming Flame, open exercises in group form by Matmos, a great electronic record that is three songs long, three hours long. Uh... For the uh, experimentation and for the quality of music, it could be higher, but the thing is that with it only being three tracks that are all an hour long, you can't break them down. You, there's not much replay value there. And as well, the third song isn't that great. I've put it this low on the list, but the rest of the material is incredibly uh, fa- uh, fantastic, and the album as a whole is incredibly fascinating if you want to go and listen to it. At number 32, I'm going with Shrines by Arm & Hammer. Number 31, and a great... Beat Tape, 1988 by Knowledge. Number 30, I'm going with The Purple Moonlight Pages by Rap Ferreira. At number 29, I'm going with what I would say is the album that I've been most impressed with or uh, exceeded my expectations the most this year. It's Savage Mode 2 by 21 Savage and Metro Boomin'. At number 28, I'm going with Pray for Paris by Westside Gun. At number 27, I'm going with Vergangen Heights Be I think I... I definitely butchered that. It's Crater Speak by Slauson Malone. At number 26, I'm going with Anime, Trauma, and Divorce by Open Mike Eagle. Into the top half of the list now. At number 25, I'm going with Little Dominique's Nosebleed by The Koreatown Oddity, a great record off of uh, the Stones Throw label. Of course, Little Dominique's Nosebleed. This was a song that I found back in June just because Stone's Throw dropped it, decided to listen to it, and I was very fascinated by how much I loved this record. A great introduction to the Koreatown Oddity, who have been around for a while, I guess, but I had never heard any of their music, and I'm glad I have heard them now. Go listen to it if you like abstract jazzy hip-hop. At number 24, I'm going with Who Made the Sunshine by Westside Gun. Uh, At number 23, I'm going with Streams of Thought, Volume 3 by Kane and Abel, by the absolutely brilliant Black Thought. Of course, you all know my opinions, uh, how highly I rate Black Thought. His album falls at number 23. At number 22, I'm going with Burden of Proof by Benny the Butcher. At number 21, this may be a bit high for some of you, but I listened to this album an unhealthy amount during the summer, It's Everything by Coda the Friend. Absolutely love the summery, warm vibes of this record. It lands at number 21 on my list. At number 20, I'm going with Descendants of Kane by Ka, one of the most fascinating MCs, out currently with the very minimal strip-back production with the empowering... A very bold vocal delivery that he uh, places on these tracks. They may seem understated, but the punches that he's throwing with the actual lyrics that he's uh, rapping are fantastic. At number 19, I'm going with Visions of Bodies Being Burned by Clipping, the great horror genre hip-hop album by Clipping this year. Their second part, of course, uh, after last year's record, which was... Oh no, there will be blood. Is that what it is? There will be blood. I think that's what it's called. I'm sorry if I butchered that. I'm pretty sure it's there will be blood. Oh no, should I check? Let me check. It it's not going to take me that long. Clipping. There will be blood, I believe it was what it was called. There existed an addiction to blood. There will be blood is the Daniel Day-Lewis uh movie. My bad. Uh yeah, so Visions of Bodies Being Burned lands at number 19. Love this album. I actually prefer this album, too. There existed an addiction to blood. I think the songs are more robust, and I think that the horror factor is still present just as much, and the lyricism's great. The gelling between producer and artist continues to grow with uh, Clipping. At number 18, in my opinion, the best Griselda uh, uh, project of the year, it's From a King to a God by Conway the Machine. Great record from Conway. At number 17, the self-titled record by Leanne La Havas. Great alternative R&B from Leanne La Havas. She has been brilliant uh, uh, since I've heard her. And this album, very sparse mixing, very vulnerable mixing. Uh, that really exposes some of the flaws of Leanne, but it makes her so endearing on this record and it falls at number seventeen. At number sixteen, I'm going with what is, in my opinion, the most important reggaeton album to ever drop. It's Yo Hago lo que Me de la Gana by Bad Bunny. I think that this record is going to be looked back on in the, in, in a similar fashion to how Rodeo is looked uh, looked back on in uh, in trap. I think that this album is very important to the mainstream appeal of reggaeton music in Western society, but also in advancing the sound of reggaeton within Latin societies. I think it's a great record. I think it's an important record. I think it's a landmark moment for the genre, and Bad Bunny did an excellent job with this record. At number 15, I'm going with Sawayama by Rina Sawayama. Excuse me. I think that... This album as a pop record is great. I think Rina Sawayama has a bright future within the pop field. And uh, this album is fantastic. You all know my opinion on XS. You all should know my opinion on um. Uh, Shut the Fuck Up. Bad Friend, the list goes on and on and on with songs on this record. That falls at number 15. At number 14, I'm going Innocent Country 2 by Quelly Chris and Chris Keys. a great movie thematic album from Quelly Chris and Chris Keys. their second installment of the uh, Innocent Country series. Quelle Chris continues to grow into one of my favorite artists on the planet right now, and this album is proof of that. Uh, go listen to it if you haven't. At number 13, I'm going with uh, a post- pop disco record in the year 2020. Can you believe it? It's What's Your Pleasure by Jesse Ware. An absolutely fantastic, fun album to listen to from Jesse Ware. Absolutely groovy beats, groovy bass lines all over this thing. If you like that kind of music, funky disco music, you will really enjoy this album at number 13. Number 12, I'm going with... Uh, Last Year Was Weird, Volume 2 by Takei Maidza, an up-and-coming Australia hip-hop artist that has put out an excellent project with uh, Last Year Was Weird, Volume 2. Every song is fantastic. It's solid. It's great. Uh, The only thing that holds it back is that there's not really any structure to it. It's an EP, but it still falls at number 12 just because of how good the music was across this record. Great job for Takei Maidza. I see nothing but great stuff for you in the future. At number 11... I'm going with Unlocked by Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats, this great eight-song project that uh, morphs a whole bunch of glitch hip-hop with that aggressive style of Denzel Curry, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Also, the short film that accompanied it is also fantastic. And because of this... Uh, these blends of genres, these blends of, of styles, the charisma of Denzel Curry, the unique production of Kenny Beats, the bumping lines and uh, bumping uh, kick patterns all over this thing. It falls at number 11, just missing out on the top 10. But now we're into the top 10 and uh, I'm excited to talk about the top 10. So I'll do it now. At number 10, it's Man on the Moon 3, The Chosen by Kid Cudi an album that uh if you want to listen to a full breakdown of this uh, of this album go listen to Sessa Part 2 episode 39 we do uh Yao and I had a whole conversation about this record and uh you can know my thoughts more on this record there but I love it it still is in rotation I think that it's such a gorgeous record I think it's such a gorgeous message from Kid Cudi 10 years on from Man on the Moon 2 And yeah, I absolutely love this record. Please give it a listen if you haven't. The Void is amazing. It's an amazing song. And uh, thank you, Kid Cudi. At number nine, I'm going with Un Canto por Mexico, volume one by Natalia LaFourcade. Natalia LaFourcade, again, makes another year-end list of mine simply due to the fact that she is bringing uh, regional Mexican music into this era, into this generation, and doing it at such a high level. While paying homage to the past, she's also carving a a niche out for herself for the future, and she's brilliant. She's been around for a while now, of course. I think she's been around like uh, since the early 2000s. I found her midway through the 2010s, and she has been one of my favorite artists on the planet. Uh, It's hauntingly gorgeous. I think that uh, the harmonies, the strings, the guitars are fucking excellently done. And I think that this is just another one of these albums in uh, a plethora of albums that Natalia Lafourcade has put out over the last, I'd say, five years that have been absolutely brilliant. Continue, keep going, and you'll probably end up in every top ten of mine from here till the rest of time at this rate. At number eight, I'm going with Miles by Blue in Exile. Uh, This duo returns after, I believe, 13 years from Below the Heavens in 2007, one of the best hip-hop records of the 2000s, and they um, don't miss a step. And as a matter of fact, I actually may prefer Miles to Below the Heavens, low-key. This album is fantastic. It's such a great record. Uh, It's long, but it's jazzy. It's thought-provoking, and it's evocative in its emotional content. Uh, Blue spits some of his best verses he's ever spit on this record, and they're all so heartwarming and wholesome as uh, he talks about his love of music, his passion for music, his upbringing with music. And uh, being someone that loves music, I really relate to this record in a lot of ways, and because of it, it places at number eight. Also, the beats, the jazzy beats from Exile cannot go without being mentioned They are fucking fantastic. And uh, this album at 22 songs long at an hour, I believe, 36 minutes does not get old. And I listen to it all the time still to this day. Uh, So go, you guys. This album is fantastic. Thank you very much for giving it to us. At number seven, I'm going with Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist. This album is a luxury rap at its absolute finest. Um, I find that I'm drawn more and more to this album as the days, the weeks, the months go by with me having this record. And songs like Scotty Beam, songs like uh, Frank Lucas, songs like uh, God is Perfect, 1985, Something to Rap About, Skinny Shug, they all just grow and grow and grow on me. Now, Bandana and Pinata might have higher highs than this record, but I'm starting to think like, This album may be better than both those records. The level of consistency across this thing is absolutely phenomenal. And I love it. I appreciate the fact that we received it. Alchemist is one of, if not the producer of the year. And Freddie Gibbs has continued his hot run of albums as of late. Great work from the both of you. You place at number seven on my list. At number six... I'm going with After Hours by The Weeknd. Another great album by The Weeknd. The Weeknd here with After Hours, I know a lot of old fans who were uh, around at the same time as me from House of Balloons. A lot of them don't like this direction. I don't understand that because to me, I don't think The Weeknd should make another House of Balloons. I don't think he can make another House of Balloons in the position that he's in now. He's been very fortunate to acquire a lot of success over the last 10 years. And... He's clearly done a lot of great with this. This album isn't light-hearted. It's still very dark. If you don't know that, watch the videos. It paints really clearly his relationship with fame, success, with Hollywood, with L.A., with the L.A. lifestyle and how he feels like not fitting in with that lifestyle per se. This album's fantastic. The synths are great. The 80s revival pop is fantastic. It's groovy, it's funky, it's emotional at times, it's experimental at times. It's such a great record. Go listen to it if you haven't. It places at number six on my list. Into the top five. At number five, it's Run the Jewels 4 by Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels, it, there's there's no question now, after this record, I don't care what anybody says, you have to include them in the conversation For best duos of all time now. You have to have them in that conversation. I don't think they are the best duo of all time, but they're up there now as one of the best duos in hip hop history for sure now. And I think Run the Jewels 4 is actually their best project. Um, LP and Killer Mike continue to gel more and more and more as the years go on. They sound so cohesive here, they almost sound like one brain just moving through the album. Uh, it's topical as hell. It's funny at times. It's heartbreaking at times, the truths that they're spitting on this LP, uh, d- digging into his sampling bag, uh, on this thing. makes it a very unique album from the rest of the run to the jewel series. And I actually prefer this, uh, just a smidge run the jewels. One of the most consistent acts out right now. And this album was brilliant. It places at number five at number four is Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. I'm not going to spend too long on this one because if you haven't listened to it, I want you to go and listen to it. This album is so beautiful. Such a beautiful record from Phoebe Bridgers. It's uh, an alternative singer-songwriter record that um, one of my favorite artists of all time is Elliot Smith. This album is so Elliot Smith. You can hear the influence bleeding out of this record uh, of Elliot Smith, but Phoebe Bridgers does it tastefully and she does it masterfully across this entire record. She is one of the brightest stars of a new generation, and I see nothing crackles. I see nothing but great things for Phoebe as the decade moves forward. And number three, it's "Circles" by Mac Miller. Uh, of course, you all saw how high "Good News" placed uh, in my Songs of 2020, but "Circles" is. Also, a very emotional goodbye, farewell to Mac Miller, and I think that it was something that was needed. I think it was a very necessary project. I think that Mac's passing was so unfortunate and it was so, you know, show stopping. But this album seems like the perfect send off to just a beautiful soul, and you can hear how great this is and I know a lot of people might disagree with this but I actually believe that this is Mac Miller's best record Um, from Good News to Blue World to uh, Hand Me Downs to Woods, to, you know, the songs go on and on, circles, complicated. This album is great. John Breon, to me, is the producer of the year for being able to tie this record together and to pull the pieces together to make this album happen the way it did at the high level of execution that it did. I give him a lot of credit for that, and I thank him for doing it. And um, yeah, rest in peace, Mac Miller. 2020 has been absolutely dog shit. And I'm glad that um, we've been able to experience this record in this year. So thank you very much. And circles places at number three on my list. Farewell, Mac Miller. At number two, I'm going with Windswept Adon by Ichika Aoba. Uh, listen a couple episodes back to hear my full review of this album in the mini-reviews uh, section at the end of the... I think it was also in the Sessa Part 2 uh, episode. Look at it go. Windswept the Dawn is the most beautifully serene record of the entire year. It's Japanese chamber folk music at its most gorgeous. It's so intimate. It's so vulnerable. The watery production, the watery textures all across the album are fucking ear porn they're their ear porn like oh my god it's so beautiful and it 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 you just fall into it and you can just feel these waves of beautiful sounds peeling through your headphones or your speakers or whatever you're listening through uh listening to it's almost like ASMR in a weird way but not as creepy It's fucking excellent. If you have not listened to it, go and listen to it now. If you want to hear a more robust review of this record, go listen to Sessa Part 2. But it's time now to get into my number one album of 2020. And at number one, I'm going with the beautiful Song for Our Daughter by Laura Marling. This album really resonated with me in a lot of ways. Uh, Of course, Laura Marling, this singer, songwriter, folk artist, she really put her best foot forward on this record. I actually believe that this is her best record to date. I've been following her work for quite a while now, and I believe that this is her best stuff. She is so brilliant, and we talked about it earlier on this podcast. We talked about uh, simplicity, and that makes things bad. This is the prime example of the opposite, uh, or of the fact that that is just not true. This album is so simple. It's put together so simply. The instruments are so simple. The riffs are simple. Everything about this is incredibly simple, but it's hauntingly gorgeous. This album, it makes me miss my mom, you know? I don't live with her anymore. This album really makes me miss my mom, and, th- you know, especially the motherly maternal themes all across it, you can't you can only think about your mother listening to this album. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I think it's very important for her daughter as well. You know, making these songs so her daughter can have these as a frame of reference of who she was and what she uh, believes and what she thinks and what she hopes for for her daughter. It's absolutely excellent. And um, to close out my best albums of 2020 and to really sum up why I love this song as much or as this album as much as I do um I'm going to play you all my favorite song from this record uh just to wrap out to close out this podcast so without further ado my album of the year uh song for our daughter by Laura Marling and here is the closer from that album For You.
4: I drew pictures of you Long before I met you Just a fragment of my mind I had called out for you Almost every night Precious things are hard to find It was just an evening Much like any else When you came into my life It takes one to know one And I saw you there As I had seen you all my life I thank a God I've never met Ever loved you, I write it so I don't forget. Never let it get away. I wear a picture of you just to keep you safe. Mm. Forget what a miracle you are. No childish expectation, love is not the answer, but the line that marks the start. I thank a God I've never met, never loved, never wanted. Keep a picture of you just to keep you safe.
1: Congratulations to Laura Marling's Song for Our Daughter, for being crowned my 2020 Album of the Year. And with that being said, uh, we're going to wrap this up and we're going to take it back to the previous uh, conversation with Dixon, Craig, and myself as uh, we get into uh, our socials. So, Dixon, give me your socials.
0: Um, Instagram is uh, DixonTar509. It sounds how it's spelled. Um, Twitter is DST509 <laughs> what? I said it sounds how it's spelled and it's not the saying <laughs> um, Twitter is DST509 <laughs> and then uh, no just find me on dating services and what's your me. dating app review um, I haven't downloaded a new one this week but I'll talk a bit more about uh, what's called the Zoosk <laughs> fucking terrible. I've um, I've gotten notifications from Zeus that have had two people send me messages, but I can't check the messages unless I pay. Uh, so <laughs> Zeus is a is a thumbs down. It's a thumbs um, down. Yeah.
1: But yeah. Why don't you want to pay to like find your true love? You wouldn't pay for that?
0: Uh not where I'm at right now. You know, I've paid before, but um where I'm at now. I'm not in the place where I want to spend money when I can't even leave the house. So Fair. Mm, that's
1: fair. So eventually one day you'll pay and we'll get a different opinion on the service.
0: You might, you might, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see how the free ones go first, you know. So I paid so I
1: paid for Porn again. Do you regret paying <laughs> for porn now that they axed half the site? <laughs>
0: <laughs> not really. Did they did Timing. they did they, they didn't ax the stuff the, you'd pay for? The
1: one thing I got to say though is like if if you if they axed half the site, did they also ax
0: half the price? Oh, well, I gotta check that. They should. Mm-hmm. If they did, I'll probably but- add that Razor subscription for an extra dollar. Ooh.
2: Crazy. Wow. Big,
0: big yeah. money. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh Craig, give me a social studies fact. Uh do you do we know what happened on this day in nineteen twenty two? Yeah. Uh, I saw it clearly. What happened? I, saw clearly. Um, I think I
1: think was that uh the release of The Witcher 2.
2: It's very close. Oh. oh, it's close. It's very think, close. Yeah. Yeah. No, but the Soviet No, The Witcher Union 2 would have been
1: 1939. Found. The Motherland. Yeah. It was The Motherland was
2: founded. The Motherland was founded. The Soviet Union rose and supported her people.
3: Jesus <laughs> Christ.
2: <laughs> what I mean it's is the way
0: yes everybody knows, that. everybody knows communism is the way they just don't want to believe it you know they just they right. want they want to be wrong but Jesus. they know it's, it's the way to go
2: don't let these greedy capitalists take all your money spread it amongst the state give me yeah. my money power to the people we need to give support money. one another and and eat the rich viva la revolution that's marxists Marxist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and for my uh, socials, follow me on Instagram at Yasaneli. He uh, follow me on Twitter. I can't remember what Twitter is. I'll I'll say it another what? time. I can't remember. Yasaneli. I don't think it is. I think it's Mister Stop and Watch, but I, I'm it's not Mister sure. Stop and Watch. Yeah. Mister Stop and Watch on Twitter. uh Listen to my music. It's everywhere. Apple Music. Spotify, all the other ones, uh, except for um um Bandcamp and LimeWire. Um and well, with it that might be on LimeWire. It's not. I doubt it's it. It's not unless somebody no. some DJ found it and like pirated it and put it on there with DJ Too Smooth. Like right over top of it midway through every song. DJ can't be stopped. And it's like, what the fuck is this i'm just trying to jam out to to heard him say uh but yeah um uh yeah and with that being said anything else to add there is i'll add it everybody tune in to our new year's countdown show tomorrow night it should start uh 9 p.m maybe um uh, mount- mountain, mountain time. time mountain time <laughs> uh it's it's 9 9 p.m pacific central time is so is it 9 p.m pacific or is it 9 p.m central
2: uh yeah. So um uh what YouTube channel are they gonna find it on? I
1: we don't know yet. Uh I'm yeah. thinking it'll Jesus be on Christ. my YouTube channel. Which uh, is on uh Mr. Stop it's, and it's watch. just the assinelli Just search oh, it up, is, yeah. It's now just yeah it's two words. It uh, it's called Mr. Stop and Watch, but it's now I've put my real name. I don't know how it works. Just search up like Yas and Elihi, and then look for the Tapipa Butterfly video, which is doing wonderful right now. It's at 3.6 thousand views. Uh, We Mm -hmm. just hit our 200th like as well. Congrats to us. Congrats to us. Yeah, Um, yeah, uh, tune in for that. We're going to be doing the second uh, uh, Congruency Games tomorrow, which Craig, because he's a loser, is going to be hosting uh, before he gets the chance to avenge himself. That's right. At some point,
3: yeah, he's
1: gonna be hosting that, and uh, we're gonna have some drinks, we're gonna have some women, we're gonna have some restriction breaking moments, and we (laughs) are going to prison, baby. uh, Prison,
2: uh,
0: we are the safest in prison. What do you mean, (laughs) women? There's no women involved, anyways.
1: We'll be back uh, in the next episode. And if we don't see you tomorrow, have a happy new year. We'll see you in 2021 where we'll get 52 and 52. Wigwam and pop. <laughs>